All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and I'm here joined by Mr. Ultra David and Mr. Tubaware. Apologies for the late start, but we are here now and ready to talk about some video games. How you guys doing? So we're basically late because uh, one of my cats had a health issue and we took him to the vet and things seemed to be okay. But I didn't know if I could make the show, and so the planning and stuff like that was all kind of wonky today. So, yeah. oh, there's Miles. All right, it's the Who little Miles boy. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Ajax seems like he's fine. But that's good. We did have to give him some painkillers and stuff. So yeah, hopefully it ends up being okay. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, obviously when Jasmine was sick recently, like that, I was, I didn't even know. I mean, that's these are my first pets, you know, and so like you know, seeing yeah. how. They were reacting and just seeing that kind of stuff happening to her. I was just like in total panic mode and everything. And uh, so I can I can I can only imagine how you must be feeling right now, especially because you guys don't have the uh, you don't have any official reports on what's going on with the cat, right? We're not gonna find out for a couple of days about what the urine analysis is. Uh, it was just like a urinary issue. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, for now everything seems fine. So. We're like relieved, you know, happy yeah. about that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's get Shout started. Miles. Yeah, video um, games. <laughs> we all have cute cats that we all love very much. Yeah. I mean, one of the hardest things about that is obviously, as you can see on these topics over here, to our God, now I know why it's so hard for you. To our left <laughs> is uh, one of the first topics is UMK3. The new characters have come out, and I said Combat Pack 3, but it's actually Combat Pack 2, as you mentioned. You also said UMK3, and it's definitely UMK11. UMK11 came out today, Jesus. or to be technical, <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, I was going to say, both Ultimate. of you are wrong. It's Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Okay? I know, I Get know. Get it right, bucko. It's so obvious that whoever decided on that name... Made the wrong choice. That Look, it man, been that's their Ultimate day job. Mortal Kombat 11. You stick to lawyering. Let them choose the names. All right. That's <laughs> if I were their lawyer, I would have said, "Sorry, you can't do it." No. I would have made up a legal reason why. Anyway, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, we'll also talk about the other things up here. Some super awesome news. I feel. I'm sure you guys are excited too about Marvel Three actually having an event. Yeah, boy. Amazing. <laughs> uh, there's also cool events coming for Tekken, the Intercontinental Fight Club we'll talk about. There's also Killer Instinct World Cup. Like, this week is actually amazing for some of this stuff yeah. for game events. It's a good fighting game week for Tubbleware. That old Tubbleware yeah, guy. Dude, Marvel and KI, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, we're going to have our buddy Mike DeBonis come on here to talk about voice acting. He is a voice actor who has done stuff, including in fighting games. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We have some 5-5 five, five topics for you to get uh, to. We also have some other news, as you could uh, see. We'll get to that towards the end. We can talk about some results briefly, and then there's some upcoming stuff to discuss. But yeah, let's begin by talking about UMK. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one's obviously, you know, your area of expertise due to, uh, you know, the, your personal, the, the cat issues right now. You haven't had a chance to test out. I didn't actually know they were going to reveal, they were going to put out all three characters at once. Ah, yes, all three characters are out. So that is Rambo, Melina, and Rain. There I was this morning doing a stream, going over the patch notes, and all of a sudden uh, I got the text that Ajax has 
having like problems peeing and stuff. That's been a recurring issue from the past. So midstream, I find out about this, oh. and then I was almost immediately like, "Well, later on, folks." Like I had just highlighted after talking about the patch for like probably an hour and a half. I had just highlighted Rambo, like literally before actually selecting him to go into the game. That's when I found out. So um, as a result, I haven't actually investigated them almost at all. I've watched a little bit of other people doing so. Okay. Uh, yesterday and today, I watched a little bit on stream of some people checking them out. So I, you know, I can talk a little bit about them. But um, I guess let's talk about the. Yeah, we'll talk about the characters first. We'll talk about the patch second. Um, so they're all out. Uh, Rain and Melina and Rambo. So Rain hasn't been in an MK game since MK9. Melina's in there like every single time, and obviously this is Rambo's first time. Uh, I mean, Rain, Rain was technically playable in the story mode of ten or eleven. Or that, no, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, in, in X, and people yeah. did hack the game to have access to him. Nice. <laughs> that definitely did happen. Of course, of course. Uh, but as far as like a main playable character, and what's cool is that Aquaman pointed this out because he was a Rain player in MK9. He they actually put him at the same spot on screen on the character select screen, which I think is like kind of a cute little touch. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so. Uh, as far as what he does, I haven't watched it. To be frank, I haven't seen that much rain so far. Uh, I saw rain at the combat cast that they did for him, and we talked about that when that happened. But I'm sorry, I don't have that much info to provide other than that. Uh, as I mean, far to as fair, to be fair, we are in Southern California. We don't see much rain here at all. So. We're not very well acquainted with rain. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, well, there went my stay on the Ultra Chen show. It's been a good <laughs> run, and I'll see you guys later. Later. When you have Johnny Cage as the uh, announcer for MK11, whenever you pick a character, he like has some little riff. Like he doesn't. He sometimes will just say like rain. But then sometimes he'll, the other times he'll make a joke. So he calls Rain the artist. I get it. I don't I know. Did it. you get it? Yeah. He print. may be inspired by. Rain. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure Ed Boon has like publicly said, yeah, this is a print thing. Yeah, you're probably Obviously, guys. Anyway, I thought that was funny. And then for Melina, I've seen a little bit more about her. It looks like she has some good damage. It looks like she has some some buttons. I know she has a command grab uh, available to her. That's basically what I recorded in my mind about this character. Of course. Uh, she, she she does look cool, and, and I will say for both Rain and her, these are two characters that I personally have not felt any, like... I haven't felt they're cool. I've never felt they're cool. I played Rain in Trilogy. He was my main, but only because of Super Kick, the Round the World Kick. Right. Other than that, I thought it... Uh, but... Uh, in this game, I think they actually look sick. Like they're they actually have personalities that really come across, and their animations, from what I've seen, are all a lot stronger. Um, so I'm I was happy about that. I did see more about Rambo. Maybe to nobody's surprise, that's the <laughs> character that I watched people play. Um, so he has he's kind of like a funky semi zoner, but he also has command grabs up close. Uh, he has a crawl move that has. Uh, multiple options out of it. So out of that move, he can attack, he can do a command grab out of it, he can stand up out of it, uh, he Wait, can You can do a command forward. grab out of his crawl? Yeah, out of his crawl. He's he on the ground, and then he command grab. And he, like, reaches for your leg, yes. Huh. And he, sure. Pretty sick, yeah. So he's, he's, like, crawling underneath projectiles. He's got a crushing blow on it if he crawls enough uh, before he gets <clears> to you. Um, he has some definitely, like, f super fast 
legit looking traps that he puts down and i don't mean like he has to like set them and then they get sprung i mean like they're just traps that come out and they're really fast and so they're gonna definitely be really good at controlling space as people are trying to walk around they're lows also gotcha. um he has a mine that he puts on the ground that it's unblockable and i was watching oh. mustard this morning and he ha was already looking into like corner trap situations where you put down the meaty bomb right. and like yeah, they yeah wake up it. immediately. it's definitely he's definitely like a cyrax-ish uh, uh character or the cyrax. it, it feels like he's going to be great at baiting out meter to because people are going to try to roll forward all the time right just to that may be right that. that may be right so yeah muster was like can i put this out and then still grab a roll so for sure same thought process but when somebody did when he set the opponent to do wake up invincible attack they actually like go through it and then the bomb explodes <laughs> when they're done. So it doesn't even trigger yeah. the, it doesn't trigger the bomb while they're invincible and they get to go through the bomb. It waits till the invincibility is done. It does, it does, yeah. So what happened actually was that the the so Rambo gets hit by it and then the opponent gets launched and he actually combos on the trade. So yeah. it's pretty strange. Oh, so he can be hit by his own Claymore. He can be hit by his own Claymore. Yeah, okay. exactly. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I, I think he seems really cool. Uh, his, he has like one gun, but it's it's the one where he's shooting both arms with guns. I don't know what the kind of gun is. Whatever, machine gun. Who the cares? big M249. I, who cares? I don't know. So I already forgot what you just said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> however, it's a high, even though it kind of looks like it might be a mid. So I don't know if that's super great. Uh, but the other stuff that he has definitely looks really strong to me. And people are saying that he seems really good, that he uh, has a lot of the tools that you need to be strong. So I, I'm really happy about that. It's somebody I'm going to look into for sure. Uh, so I, I like that a lot. Um, as far as, yeah, again, I had intended to spend today like looking into these new characters. But, right. you know, cats, cats happened and I just wasn't able to do that. So... I'll be doing that over the next, uh, I guess, tomorrow, the next day. But um, as far as the rest of the patch, I did look into that a lot before uh, Ajax's urethra fell apart or whatever. <laughs> uh, and uh, and it, it, so it is a very significant patch, I would say. It did not change that much in terms of characters. The characters themselves oh, are not actually that changed. Interesting. Um, okay. So... Jackie got slightly nerfed. She's a character that like everybody thinks is one of the best. A lot of people say is the best. She got a little bit nerfed um, in the sense that her dash punch is punishable and her leap into stuff does less damage and is more flawless walkable. Right. And then also Shang Tsung, who a lot of people think is one of the best, also got nerfed in the sense that his corpse drop does less damage. Hmm. And then they nerfed Katana. Uh, I don't know what to say about that one. Wait, wait, what? I saw Katana Prime said that he doesn't think he can play her anymore, and she feels lost. I just am not sure. I don't know what that means, but that's what he said. I mean, she was never considered that great in the first place, right? I mean... No. Uh, no. So I, I wonder if, like, is there something about one of her customs? Because I haven't looked into it. Mm -hmm. Or is there something, like, that they found internally where they thought it was really strong? Or... I don't know. I mean, they, they did change the Razor special move that she has, which fans kind of float around her. Um, and it could it could be weird to know whether it was your turn or whether it was her turn again. Like, it was kind of, like, specific in some ways. And it was just, like, a lot of standing reset damage. Now they made it so that 
she has only one fan that comes out unless you amplify it, but you can still stand there and hold it. So like if previously when you held it, fans would just kind of like zoom around her and you just, she was just like a fan wall or whatever. Um, but now there's only one fan, but she still can stand there if you want. So she just like stands there posing with nothing <laughs> around her. I don't know. I think that one's okay. a little weird. Okay. Uh, I mean, look, other than that. Yeah. I mean, obviously like, I mean, it doesn't even sound like they nerfed Jackie terribly because, you know, from the footage no. that I've seen, the way that she can just change her jump arc and stuff like that is really, really and then she's got the low attack, which everyone just kind of takes because they'd rather yep. eat that and everything like that. So it seems like they didn't really nerf her all that much then, huh? I'm definitely with you. Yeah, I think that she did not get nerfed all that much. And, I mean, Shang's corpse up does less damage, but other than that, he's basically the same. Right. Um, so... Yeah, they really didn't change that much. Like, people were thinking, maybe, would Robocop get buffed? Would Shao Kahn get buffed? Like, a couple of other characters. But they didn't really do that, and they didn't really nerf anybody else. Joker didn't get nerfed. Like, other characters that people think might be among the best didn't really get nerfed either. Hmm. So what happened is, instead, there's these, like, very large right. game-wide changes that may, that I'm sure will, make it so that instead, like, this is where the sort of character changes will actually be there. Like, tier movement will probably happen because of this. So the biggest one is that custom moves are now usable in tournament and on yeah. ranked online and on Combat League online. Uh, I already went online to make sure it was on there. It was actually yesterday is when the patch came out. And it was already available. So um, I, I've done that. And that's going to, like, really change some stuff. So some characters yeah. are, like, clearly better as a result of this <laughs> they have access to damage more often maybe that maybe you want mix-ups more maybe you want zoning more like whatever it may be characters are now if you'd like them to be like more suited to that style so God, i feel like was that's it, was it yeah. aquaman who was saying that he felt like shao Kahn is gonna be like a lot better now or something like that or i couldn't remember. um probably not shao well i mean i i don't know what he said but okay. um yeah i mean i i don't know uh, I, from what I've seen, some Shao Kahn players are not super happy, but yeah. Oh, okay, okay, never so, mind. I might have the, read it completely wrong then. Okay, okay. Maybe Kotal Khan you're talking about. Oh, Kotal Khan! Kotal Khan! I think that is who I'm talking about, actually, yes. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah. Kotal actually did get some changes also, but for the most part, characters instead got, got these changes. So the, the custom ones, we'll talk about that briefly just to get through the other things that actually changed here. Um, the, the game's poking, by which I mean like down... Down one, down front punch, down three, down four. Um, these are buttons that don't immediately lead to combos, but they do let you take your turn if right. you find a hit. And now they basically are better at that. Like, if you get a hit, you have more frames when it's your turn. Oh, interesting. And on block, most of them are, like, a little bit worse, although not punishable for the most part. Um, so there's more reward for landing it. It, me it matters more now. Interesting. And In other words... It, it, because, I mean, like, when you play the game, I mean, like, that down one and the, the down one game was really kind of awkward where it was just, like, everyone's just hitting down one all day and everything. So it sounds like it's more defined now. If you get hit by a down one, you are not mashing a button afterwards. If you block a down one, it is clearly your turn now, basically, right? It's not a huge swing. So we're talking about maybe, like, three to five more frames of hit stun, right. like, mm -hmm. one or two more frames of of not your turn on block it's not like gigantic but yeah it will probably have some effect okay. in that uh yeah so it, it should feel like you're able to control things better you find a hit congratulations you block congratulations like you actually right. you know, there's okay. more reward either way um there's 
different wake up timings now. So regular wake up is four frames faster. And there's only one delayed wake up now as opposed to two before. And it's like in between those two. So old max delay wake up was 30 frames. Now the delay wake up is 20 frames. Um, so Wait, you're you, kind of faster on both sides. Did you say regular wake up is faster by four frames? Yeah. So that's actually changed the meaty timing for everybody now. Right? Indeed it has. Indeed it has. So like I said, this is, I'm sure going to change the tiers, wow. these changes that they're making here. And one that people notice right away is that if Devora does a back throw, she now no longer can get a meaty because the opponent gets up too fast. Interesting. Uh, so that is like an immediate change for this character. Wow. Uh, so yeah, like, will this make setup characters better because now they can be more sure about when you're gonna wake up, or maybe it makes them not as good because there are, it's faster that you get up now than yeah, before. Yeah, there's literally no timing that maybe they can mediate at some situation. Right? Now. Yeah, I, I just I don't know how this is gonna play out personally. I mean, I, I feel already like that saw. Go either way. I already saw a video from someone doing the the OS tech, you know, the frame kill stuff, like oh, do this move as a meaty. If they don't wake up and do the delayed wake up, then your down one becomes meaty and is super plus on block and stuff like that. So I've already been seeing some setups like that. And, okay. and, and that's going to change a lot because you're going to have sure. that, you know, Tokido sitting there whiffing low jab, low strong, low jab into the perfect meaty setups and stuff. Yeah, frame kills, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah um, so that that's going to change stuff. Throws now do a little bit less damage. Okay. Maybe because like they think the attacker is going to have better situations on knockdown due to the changes here. Uh, could be. And then uh, there's other stuff. So Fatal Blows push back a little bit more. And in the corner, they don't push back at all. The complaint that many people had is that they're tough to punish. Now they're like a little bit easier to punish. Uh, they changed some hurt boxes so that strings don't whiff as much. Although I've heard that some still do. They made it so that hop attacks are invincible to down ones. So if you'd like to blow up down ones, there's even another way that you can do it. Right. Uh, attacks now beat throws when they trade. Oh, damn. So there's, like, pretty substantial wait, changes, wait, wait, wait. I, I would say. Hang on. There's a big one that I saw on the chat over here. Someone actually said that there's a new input buffer. I was just going to say, yeah, there's an input buffer. When you have done a normal or a string, there's, a, there's now a four-frame input buffer for the next thing that you want to do. So what they changed, they 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 did this for defenders a while ago. So if you're coming out of block stun, uh -huh. you have an input buffer so that as the defender, you can be sure that you're going to attack as soon as possible. Right. But Make the attacker didn't have that. And people, a lot of people were like, why does the defender get this, but the attacker doesn't get this? Uh, and so now that is in there as well for the attacker. So that what that means is that... Uh, if you want to, like, say you have something that's plus on block, but it's, like, plus one or two, you have to be right. really precise in pressure. Now you can be really precise. Or if you're in a juggle, and the juggle is, like, normals, it's, like, strings yeah. and normals, uh -huh, uh -huh. then the juggles are going to be a little bit easier. Dude, the thing is that most answers in this game are specials, so this is, like, not going to immediately change all of those, but certainly some is going to be easier. I mean, I think this is huge. It is. I mean, it's huge. As a player, you know, I messed with Mortal Kombat, obviously, when it came out. And, you know, one of the ways to learn combos in that game was turn the computer on to the highest difficulty and let them kick your ass. Yeah, right? For sure. There was a bunch of combos that the Johnny Cage computer would do. 
And it's actually really hard to replicate because, as you said, linking off of the juggles with your normals was actually kind of tough to do. And, you know, I, they would always fall a little too far because I'd be too late or whatever. Input buffer for attacker is massive because, I mean, look how much it changes Street Fighter as well from four to five, right? I've talked about this a lot, about removing the human error and stuff like that. That means the frame kill stuff is going to be more accurate. That yep. means the juggles are... This is really... This is going to create a lot more of the set play in this game. And, uh, I mean, Mortal Kombat was, I, has always been one of the you know, the most strict in terms of, you know, you better hit your button at the right timing, which I thought was kind of neat. Uh, but it's interesting that they're going with the input buffer route. I'm, I think that's going to change a lot. I mean, I, I think that's a very, very big deal in, in my opinion. So Yeah, I think it's a big deal too. And one of the things that I'm looking forward to is as Baraka, I have corner pressure that's really strong, but leaves me at like plus one pretty consistently. And that's like, uh, it's good, but like, if I'm just a frame or two off yeah. in following up with the next button, then I could lose my turn just like that. Even though like I could have maintained it, I just screwed up. But now, I feel like I just shouldn't ever screw up. So, <laughs> uh, my my corner pressure should be better. I guess we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, that's that's my guess. So with all these changes, and then again with the custom variation moves being now pl playable uh, in tournament stuff. I just, I just don't know. I mean, I, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I am, I, I totally understand why they wouldn't make a lot of other character changes yes, because exactly. I feel like these things are already gonna have yeah. some, some substantial changes, and maybe they have, they probably have better ideas about like how this is gonna go than I do. But I really feel like I don't know, like who's right. gonna, who's gonna be better as a result of this, and who's not gonna be. Like some of them are obvious. Like Sub Zero now, if he hits you with a down one he can guarantee that he gets an overhead low mix-up. Before, right. you could actually press the button before the overhead could, could hit you. So, obviously, that's great for Sub-Zero. And Devora not having a meaty after back throw, obviously that sucks for her. But, like, on the other cases where they're a little bit less obvious, I don't know. Like, it's, it's great for Shao Kahn because now he can get into plus frame high attacks better yeah. after landing a down one or a down three or whatever it is. So he, maybe his offense is better as a result. Maybe everybody's offense is better as a, as a result. But maybe your meaty timings are all screwed up so you don't get the offense anymore. Like, yeah. it just... I don't know. This, it could be anything. reminds me... Wasn't it Dragon Ball uh, Tubo that kind of did something like this when the new season came out? They put in a bunch of system changes and they didn't change the characters much right away because they. it's almost like they wanted to see how the systems would affect everything, right? Um... Was that like season two or something like that? I feel like that there was a situation. Every, so every Dragon Ball, like big Dragon Ball patch has had character changes in it uh -huh. that I can remember. But yeah, one of them, I want to say the one that changed double super. They didn't change too much about every okay. character, if I can recall correctly. But I'm probably way off right. on that, to be honest. Yeah, um, cause the, cause don't quote me. I feel like that was... The reason why they didn't change the characters i feel like that's a smart decision right now because it's interesting they're taking a lot of the kind of crazier aspects of mortal kombat such as the you know lack of input buffer the the, the varied wake-up timing and all these things like that and they're really kind of uh un like they're 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 making it a lot more streamlined but by adding the customs 
they're also not they, they took away some of the crazy but then they opened the door up to a lot more crazy and so i don't know it's really interesting how they're doing this and i kind of like it and and, and i i'm you know, obviously I don't play at the game as much, but I'm really, really curious to see how much this game is going to change in this coming season. Because, like I said, from my standpoint, I think, like, input buffer and fixed wake-up is huge. Like, I feel like that's going to create a lot more set play. All of the complaints about I can't Maybe. meet anybody in this game are going to go away because now I don't I don't know dude because already people are saying that four frame faster wake up means that you can't do any more meaties. So it's been yeah. That's I'm what I'm saying dude. Yeah, I'm not it's about it's that. been a day like it yeah. People people are out there being upset that their characters didn't get more buffs or that more that characters didn't get nerfs who they wanted to be nerfed. I just, I just think like, give it a little bit. Like this is, th there are gonna be differences. There's gonna be changes in the tiers because of this, absolutely for sure. And and I just don't know how that's gonna go. Maybe they didn't need it. Maybe that's why there isn't a lot. But I'm, you know, you know me. Like I'm happy about having that. There's, <laughs> like I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy to not have big changes at once. I'm happy to have stability. So I would rather have this personally than all the changes to the game and system wide level. And also a bunch of character changes like that would make me a little bit more nervous than this does. Look, I don't think complaints are going to go away. I'm just saying that that's going to allow people better ability to land the meaties. They will find other things to complain about. I am 100% positive on that one. Yeah, I have, it, I have like, three complaints right now, actually. Okay. One, we're like 20 minutes over on this topic. Yes. Two, Mike DeBonis's name is spelled wrong. It's D bonus, not do bonus. Oh. Three, I don't think in Mortal Kombat the second K is replaced or the second C is replaced by a K. So I think characters is K A K H A R A C T E R S in the Mortal Kombat world. Yes. But maybe I'm wrong. Right. No, no, I think no. you're absolutely right. In fact, I think it's K A, not K not. K-H. Yes. I don't think you need the H yes. there. The, I will acknowledge both of those and say that one was 100% intentional. Spelling Mike DeBonis's name wrong was not intentional. This <laughs> one, I specifically made it as unwieldy as possible by including the H and changing the second C. <laughs> I, was, I keep reading it as characters. I'm like, what is a character? <laughs> anyway, I'm really excited for UMK11. I'm really happy about it. I hope that people who aren't as happy about it will just like let it stew a little bit because I think it's going to change a lot. That said, I do. I have seen a lot of people say now that customs are involved that they're going to get back into it because that was one thing that they didn't like that customs yeah. weren't available from the start. So I, I hope that that does happen. I'd love to see people check it out. But I mean, the MK scene is is doing great. It's got a lot of cool things every weekend at this point. So I feel like the community is in a good spot right. in terms of like are people playing it. I'm not worried about that. But I yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited to delve more into Rambo tomorrow and trying out Baraka variations and Robocop variations and Terminator variations and like all this all sorts of stuff to test that I'm really excited about. So um just last thing I wanted to say was uh Shang Tsung then will probably actually have access to some of those ninja morphing customs, huh? Yeah, he has access to all the ninjas, yeah. Nice, okay, okay. Okay. All right, we're 20 minutes over this topic, so let's move on to the next topic. Yeah, and uh, not to put any pressure on you guys, but Mike does have to be places tonight. Like, oh. I'm not making that up. 
Okay, oh, you should have okay. said that earlier, my we man. We, 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 gotta, we could have him be... Look, man, you guys were going in on some MK. <laughs> Stephanie's in the chat. I'm not trying to ruin things for the MK fans, all right? <laughs> but maybe we can move his spot up. I mean, that would yeah, be okay. Yeah, I'll do that right now. I'll just move him up. Let's talk. Let's let's interview him now. Let's just do I'm, it now. We're going to interview you now, Mike, apparently. Well, I did tell him, like, 6.30, so that makes oh. sense. Oh, yeah, and it is and basically 6.30. see how 6:30. quickly I can swap the topics because I've thought about this ahead of time. Look at this. Look. Hey, look at you. James yeah. is doing it. All right. So uh, let's see if we can get Mike in here right now. Uh, while Tubo tries to contact him, I'll take this opportunity to talk more about Mortal Kombat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I, love I'm to. Actually, I mean, it's, wow. her. Oh. it's like I said. I mean, I, oh, I wow. haven't played the game much. Look, we all know what the what the what the story is in the fighting game community. Is you just gotta drop some games. You you, you can't play them all right now. It's so hard. So to do. not not every move is available in. The, uh, not every custom move is usable on right. tournament play. Right. And there are some things that will not let them be played together. Like I wanted to make a Robocop competitive variation, but you can't put two things together right. in there. Um, but like, as far as people who are just going to be, there's a subset of the community. And I think it's just a vocal one, which is why you hear about it more often. It's not actually the majority, but there's definitely a subset that will just be mad about everything. Like there's just, you're just not going <laughs> to... You're not gonna get him right. I, I think Sub, that's Sub Zero every... is definitely good. He's good. He's Sub Zero is a good character, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, you know. All right. Well. Yeah. I mean, he can pose in every scene, but yeah. Do we want to do this right now, or do we want to take a quick break? Because let's, I, let's I just... bring in Mike. Let's just bring yeah, him in. Let's All keep right. it rolling. Give me one. He's already in the voice chat. Give me one yes, second he here because I need to make sure I have. <laughs> That he's not listed as Reeple here, you know. I so. hope that he is. <laughs> Do you want me to leave him that way? Mike uh, Mike deserves zero respect. No, I'm kidding. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. Glad we brought him on here as the guest just so we can uh, uh, give him no respect. So. Yeah, you're definitely right in the chat there. 16-bit says, dudes get mad and always hate the game, but then play eight hours a day anyway. Yep, that is what I've yeah. seen as well. The only people that actually get that mad at fighting games are the, the people that play yeah. 8 to 10 hours a day. Well, no, <laughs> that's exactly The, the rest of us normal two-hour day, guys. Like, we're just like, yeah, sure. I just retweeted games. somebody who said exactly that. They're like, the people. nobody hates fighting games more than people who love fighting games. Yeah, and I mean, just, that's It's true. just so true. It's just so true, man. Mike, do you hate fighting games? Uh, I... I, I think I fall somewhere in the middle. I don't love them, which is why I don't hate them. Yes. Yes. Right? That's what I'm Did I say about. that right? That's the kind of absolute nonsense answer I was hoping yeah. for. That is about as accurate as it possibly can get. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, love like something enough guy. to hate it, so. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's the mix-up, right? Like. All right, Bro, on, honestly, that's like the only that's like the only true hate, though, right? Like, you do have to love something in order to hate it, right? You do, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, hang yeah, on a second. Let me thing, let me bring him back. on here. Let me bring him on here real quick. There we go. All right, there we hey, go. We there have, he is. 
Hey, hey what's up, guys? Mike DeBonis. Sorry for spelling your name wrong there a little bit. No, it's okay. It's okay. okay. You had, I, 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 I think I had it coming, coming honestly, oh, so it's okay. Mike, you grew also, a beard for an entire year. Hang on a second. I did. I did. Hang on. Hang yeah. on a second. Mike, can you mute your OBS Ninja? Oh, yeah. So is it just... Uh, sorry, this is my first time using it. So is it just the microphone? Just yeah, the microphone? just click that microphone button and then you should be good. Because you're coming cool. through. Okay, the... there we go. Yeah, yeah. Like All right. I mean, look, you're a voice actor. It may... I mean, we, we love to hear the voice and everything, but, you know... We'll, we'll but just... not twice, man. A yeah, little, exactly. a little goes a long way. So that was you just... had a huge beard that you grew for a whole year, and then you shaved it off. Like I feel like four days ago, right? Like <laughs> it, you're not far look off, at this, man. Look at this already back. That's ridiculous. You do the same <laughs> thing, David. You no, literally I, have the same growth rate as mine. No, I do not. I do not. I, I'm more than most people, but this guy is definitely like the 1% when it comes to beard growth. Look, I haven't yeah. shaved since the pandemic started, right? I mean, look. No, it's kidding. <laughs> Dude, your hair, is, your hair is what's tripping me out. Yeah, you and David, uh, you guys have like the top knots going. Well, I had the top knot, but I also have the Shermie cosplay. I don't know if you saw me tweet that, dude. Oh, what? Oh, yo, there we go. There we go. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. I have the Shermie cosplay going over here. I know. Uh, yeah, no, I you're, you're all so luxurious. Thanks for showing off your beautiful long hair. I can't do this too often because then Gibby will, like, all of a sudden start stalking me and stuff, so... I have to make sure I don't do this a lot. So that's another that's another glorious beard. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, for sure, that's a that's a keeper. <laughs> so you're on here uh, because not just your because you're our buddy, but also because we wanted to chat about voice acting and voice acting in fighting games. Oh, yeah. And and through COVID, I mean, obviously, and that's COVID, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That's the elephant in the room. That darn pandemic. <laughs> Get that out here, yeah. So with that in mind, can you talk a little bit about the kind of stuff that you have done in the past? Sure. Um, so I guess the uh, the biggest one that I've done uh, in the past couple of years was definitely like Street Fighter Five, like doing Shibasaki for uh, for Street Fighter Five, which is Karin's Butler. Um, I was some of the extra voices in uh, Odd World, New and Tasty. I'm like the 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 Mudikins that are. Running around making <laughs> silly little effort noises. That's me. Um, well, one one of many. Uh, <laughs> I was S Kill, Kung Pao, and Uncle Sensei in Dive Kick. Oh, um, <laughs> you did Uncle Sensei, huh? Nice. Okay. I did. I did Uncle Sensei. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yep. Um, and then I, I've been actually like over the past uh, like two years, really. I've been doing a lot of like audio descriptive services for um, Deluxe Entertainment out here in Burbank, and that's basically just to, like, a, a real brief explanation of that. It's basically just for the visually impaired community what um, closed captioning is for the hearing impaired community. Oh, so so we're basically, like, describing the, the downtime between production audio. So I've been doing a lot of that. And, uh, yeah, I've had a couple, like, smaller games that I've booked. Actually, coincidentally, um, a lot of cool, fun effort noises, like combat effort noises and stuff. I actually still don't even know the games that I booked, which is kind of a weird part of voice acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't just, tell you. <laughs> is it like NDA or something? Like, you're going to make effort noises for yeah. a closed game. For upcoming yeah, video game. It's yeah. video. They're just like, do it and sound like this. And I'm like, okay, here's what I think you mean. Cool. 
And then, and then, like, I get a direct deposit at some point, and it's like, cool. Well, I wonder what I just put my name on. And, wow, you know, yeah, I've, I've heard tales. I've heard tales of voice actors being in the booth, like recording their characters' lines in the game, and then their character says something like, "Yeah, that's right." Link, and then they're like, "What? This is or they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's oh, right." Ryu, oh, man. yeah, wow, Chun Li, the what? Like the, that's how they find <laughs> out what game they're in. Exactly what it felt like when we got uh, the scripts for Street Fighter Five. I remember thinking, like, uh, um, a friend wasn't able to read for it, and he passed it over to me and another friend, and we were kind of browsing through, and and I, I'm seeing like Nash, and I'm like. Oh, get out of here, man! I, I there's I, okay, like, and then it's like you know Ryu, and I'm like, that's it! I know exactly what this is. <laughs> oh man, it was it was exciting, but yeah, that that definitely happens sometimes where you find out kind of, and then they're like, don't you can't tell anybody, and you're like, okay, okay, okay. hey, hey, bro, guess what, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can't tell anybody, okay? You can't okay. tell anybody nothing. I'm not going to say Yuri's in the game, but I'm not going to say he's not in the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you would know. Yeah. That's, such a, oh, man. that's funny. Yeah. Mario1080p in the chat mentions that the voice of Kirby got so excited when she found out she had to record Power Wave. <laughs> that's so cool. I didn't even think about a thing like that. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, why am I recording? Oh, my God. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting. I mean, how much do you have, like, you know, in contact with all of the voice actors for fighting games and everything like that? Obviously, you know, like, uh, I think his name is Bill, who does uh, who does Urian and such, and, you know, and, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Tell us about your famous friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm friends with, like, I'm not, like, super close with a lot of the voice actors for the game. Um, I actually, uh, uh. Todd Habercorn, who was the voice of uh, Yun in 4, when Age of Ultron was coming out, we were standing in line at the uh, the uh, the theater over in uh, downtown Burbank, and we happened to recognize him, and I just started shooting the, shooting the shit with him, and yeah, we ended up, like, as a group, we kind of sat around and, like, watched the movie together, and, oh, that's cool. and then I ran into him again at, uh, at like, an improv, like, a, a show at the improv. It was a Rob Paulson's Talkin' Tunes, Oh, and nice. yeah, I got to like talk to him about that, and I was like, since that time, I was like, I booked Street Fighter Five, ah, and so that was cool. Um, I mean, so in case people don't know, like, I'm really into voice acting. Like, I'm like you mentioned, Rob Paulson, obviously one of the greats, uh, Yakko, right? So <laughs> yeah, man, Yakko <laughs> and uh, all sorts of other characters he's Pinky been doing, and Raphael and Pinky. <laughs> It's so cool, man. Yeah, it's so fun. Well, you didn't you do some of the didn't you didn't weren't you the announcer in a uh, Yadagarasu? Uh, me and David were. We did that, but that wasn't yeah, really. Yeah. That was so. That was so for my for me. That was so early on in like my commentary career arc that I didn't think about it. I think in the way that I would think about it now, in terms of my idea for what to say, they let us write our own lines. And I, and my idea was to come off as like the bored jerk. Like I'm just a dick and I'm like telling you that you suck or that the opponent sucks constantly. If this is, why am I here? It's awful. Like that, that was my, that was my idea. And while I think that the lines that I recorded are pretty funny, 
in the context of a fighting game, it doesn't work at all. It's really bad. <laughs> like, like, what did I do to this project? <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I'm like talking really long on some of these lines. Like I have way too much to say. Whereas it, what they wanted, I think, was just like, wow, or like, ugh, or nice hit, or just like some something like this. But I'm I'm out there like. I can't believe you let the guy hit you with the overhead right there. What a terrible <laughs> idea. It just like throws on. I've, really never, took I've never actually played it to listen to myself because I'm actually scared to do. <laughs> well, James, I can tell you that literally everybody, every commentator that did a voiceover for that uh, pretty much sounds like David. Like it all sounds really out of place and weird. Uh, all the Japanese so, commentators nailed it, I assume. I don't know. Oh, what I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe they got it, but I don't know what the hell they're saying. Yeah, yeah wasn't, they're it saying? Was a lot of, uh, wasn't it like Kokujin was one was, of them? Yeah, Kokujin yeah. was one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They nailed it. I just don't, I can't understand them, but like they sound like they're super invested and they're having a great time. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, did a good yeah. job. They were crazy. Sounds like any tournament that they've ever commentated. <laughs> exactly. Over there yeah. It really did sound like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Look, I am also the official voice. Of the Pocky KO challenge, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> you shouldn't take credit for that, man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Dude, I'm proud of I mean, of... Pocky, please sponsor Ultra Shine TV. Dude, we love Pocky. I'm totally proud of my Pocky work, okay? Look, and, and the Pocky work isn't done yet, so. <laughs> Dude, get the. Get... Yeah, get those the, get those merit badges, man. That's like so much of what it's about, right? I mean, like, honestly, like, whatever you can get. I, I've talked to people about this, and I know I've talked to you about this. I obviously Doctor Stands as well, and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I've talked to all you guys. You know, I've always wanted to be a voice actor. You know, that was one of the things I was so invested in when I was growing up. I always mm -hmm. tried to imitate all the cartoon voices. Whenever me and my brother played Transformers, we would do all the voices for all the characters oh, totally, and everything man. like that. And let me, know, James, let me hear your let me hear your uh, transforming sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, I hear Autobots roll out after that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I don't feel like they make the voice actors do that sound effect. <laughs> no, no, they probably have like Frank. Like Frank, Frank Welker, Welker did, it. dude. Yeah, <laughs> Frank Welker does. Like, if you watch any Disney film from like the '90s and like the '80s, '90s, and early 2000s, if there's an animal, Frank Welker did the voice. Like you watch, Crazy, yeah. If you watch right. Rescuers Down Under, he did the voice of like the, the the hawk with eagle. He did the voice of the lizard. Like he does the yeah. voice of all the animals, dude. It's crazy. It was like Frank Welker, and then it kind of like the he still he still does stuff, but then the the it's like it started getting passed on to like D Bradley Baker too, and oh, then it's yeah. like like oh my gosh, like some of those. I took a class with D Bradley Baker. He came in and like. I was doing a, a class at Mark Grouse Studios with uh, Andrea Toyas from Blizzard, and D. Bradley Baker crashed our class. I was like, "What?" D. Bradley <laughs> Baker awesome. is uh, the the other guy, not Ryan Stiles in the Drew Carey show, right? <laughs> Mark Mark Grouse Studios, not Marlboro Studios. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Am I right on that? D. Bradley Baker is the guy who the other guy. In the Drew Carey show, right? Who's... D. Bradley Baker. Uh, I don't actually. I, I'll be honest. I don't really know Drew Carey show too well. Oh, yeah, okay. he's, yeah, he's um he's Klaus in uh, American Dad. Like that's oh, that's okay. like the big thing. I think a lot of people know him from. Totally. So how did you get into this stuff? Uh, yeah, cause... that is him. That is him. He's the one that was in the Drew Carey show, and then also he was the. 
I think it was in uh uh shoot, what is that movie called with uh Oh shoot, okay. Where they beat up the printer? Like isn't he like the next door neighbor? Oh office space. Office space. He's like the next yeah. door neighbor dude, right? No, that's that's like Diedrich Bader. Yeah, oh, that's the guy. Okay, okay. I think that's the two I'm getting confused. Uh. Okay, okay, okay. It right, was right, in right. Drew Carey's show, the movie. Yeah, Drew Carey show no, was. You're right. It's Diedrich not. Bader. You're right. You're right. Okay, like, I've got the names confused. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So my. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I I think I got like, I got into this stuff the same way that I got into like fighting games because I was a weird kid that was just like, man, cartoons are so cool and. Oh my gosh, Mega Man's awesome! Oh, and I was just, like a you know, normal I, kid to me. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah just besides like that, maybe the weird moaning. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure so. I did the weird moaning, but I definitely said <laughs> Mega Man's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's, it's it loses meaning without the moaning. Uh, <laughs> but Halo Reach, Halo Reach. <laughs> so, I I don't know, man. I just I just couldn't help myself i love i'd be like walking around looking at the ground doing stupid muttering silly voices to myself to the point where like you know i'm walking through a parking lot and my parents are like look up <laughs> there's a car like right in front of you and that was just kind of like my world as a kid you know like i, I did a lot i, I love to draw and do all that so i was just always really into that kind of stuff and you know when you when you're when you're like five six seven years old it's like i don't know what computer programming is i don't know what animation is i just as, as far as i know i hit this button and this magical box of like fairies and wizards turns on <laughs> and presents me with incredible entertainment some of which i can control with a little two button pad and then i then i got you know then i grew up and him less stupid um <laughs> but yeah i mean like i got i guess like after that i i, I lived in uh champaign illinois for most of my my like early 20s and uh that's also where volition studios is that uh does like the saints row franchise and red faction franchise and descent even as well that old game on pc um but my good good friend i gotta credit him on here my my good friend larry gates and uh also ariel gross uh whom i actually did work for not too long ago voice work for those two guys really really opened the door for me they they invited me to come down to like I just showed a little interest in VO while I was doing QA testing on some of the stuff. And they really let me in and just kind of let me just have fun. They were like, well, we need placeholder voices. And if you don't do them, you know, we gotta. So you enjoy this stuff? Sure, come on down. And <laughs> that was like six years ago, seven years ago. And here I am. So that's how in the old games you get all the stuff like, we must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Wily is going to uh, yeah. Doctor Dr. Wily is a classic Dr. video. Doctor Wily. I, for one, am so glad that Capcom got the drunk janitor to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that's that 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 killed me. That killed me. Oh man. But I, mean, I didn't, so, so Shay, I didn't actually, I, I just did like some QA, don't get it wrong. I basically sat on my ass and like play tested the game, but with a focus and a purpose. I'm not going to like put myself on the level, level of like the, you know, the people who were designing and stuff like that and going out and collecting M&E and all that stuff. Like, but I was part of a, a, a proud team for sure. <laughs> 
But I mean, the, 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 I mean, just, you know, speaking from a, an interest in like voice industry and stuff like that, it's a hard yeah. industry to break into, right? Because uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously you see a lot of the same people doing a lot of different voices and then Hollywood, you know, for big budget animated films will get famous actors who actually are right. not good at, <laughs> you know, doing voice. Like I've seen uh, Billy West talk about that a lot, how, you know, they'll hire just famous people just for the names, but they just don't do it justice and things like that. So it's, it's kind of a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a slippery slope. And of course, you know, um, it's it puts it puts butts in seats for sure you know like you see like oh man like benedict cumberbatch is but but benedict cumberbatch is a fantastic actor you know so (laughs) so it's like you're 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 paying for the performance sure but you're also paying for the name like you said and and i think there's it's it's just different you know it's different because that was probably a bad example too because benedict benedict cumberbatch is actually a pretty got some pretty cool voice work that he can do yeah he so. kind of killed it as the dragon and that's uh, what i'm saying man like that's right that's right yeah now. that's right yeah. yeah so there i think but but to to get back to your point james i think like yeah you have somebody like billy west or rob paulson where you know they were like you know jay Brian, what do you want there tonight and doing all this <laughs> kind of stuff and like you're not really gonna hear why you're not really going to get like Robert Downey Jr. doing that, you know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> you're paying for Robert Downey Jr. to be like this cool, like button down, you know, like a uh, 3D animated fox who's kind of, you know, like you got Jason Bateman doing the fox from, um, was it like Zootopia? Oh, I yeah, think. yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're paying, you're paying to have Jason Bateman in a cartoony fox form <laughs> that's what you want that makes like, sense to the yeah. point where you're even mo-capping his mannerisms and things like that so mm-hmm. it, it's definitely a pretty interesting part i'm i'm not really quite like into that you know territory yet that's there, there's almost real close yeah <laughs> i got a few more <laughs> just one to go. one breakthrough you're you're in there but it but that's kind of how it goes no you're, you're like jokes aside you're kind of right though brock like it does kind of work that way sometimes you just kind of never know like if you're just putting yourself out there and you talk to the right person you never know who you may have just talked to or who may bring your name up because of talking to one person they're like well i talked to this this one guy have you guys heard of so and so and i think that's sometimes how you next thing you know you're like in the middle of a you're you're starring in a netflix show or something like that so I still wish I knew who. Remember, David? What event were we at where we took the same car as a bunch of famous voice actors to the airport? And yeah, that was uh, the event Yomacon. 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 Okay. Okay. And, oh, and, cool. Cool. And I never found out their name, so I didn't you know, I know didn't, them, but I, they were clearly famous people. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. So, uh, so what the fuck do you guys do, huh? <laughs> yeah. This this was actually the conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's that was, exactly how it went. That's literally how it went. We <laughs> like, were like, I'm almost serious. It, it was it was really early in the morning, so, you know, we had all gotten up to get to the airport, and they had a car for us. They had a big uh, SUV for us. And so, yeah, it was, that's how it was. Like, we're, it's like 6.30 in the morning, and we're like, so, like, we're like half, half awake. So, what, what are you guys here for? And, like, I think the question kind of caught them off guard, you know, because they... <laughs> <laughs> they're like, how you do you don't not know what us? we're here for? Yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, "What are you guys here for?" And I was like, "Oh, I was like commentating, I think, Injustice at the time." 
And he was like, oh, Injustice, yeah, beautiful game. I know these people who did the voices for these. And I was like, oh, cool. And I never asked, we never asked their names. As, <laughs> as, as soon as it became clear that we should have known their names, it would have been oh. extra weird if we said, like, <laughs> you bet I wasn't there. Who Man. are you? That's, yeah, that's pretty said, funny. You could have been sitting next to, like, Bill, like, or Jim Cummings or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, try, oh, no if I was sitting next to Jim Cummings, and I did not realize it. I will kick myself. <laughs> One guy had on a fedora with a little like thing that came out of the top. That's what I will say. That's my only Van bit Sam of info. <laughs> pretty cool. No, Jim Cummings, of course, is Darkwing Duck. <laughs> oh. One of my favorite cartoon characters. Yeah, and then uh, also... Uh, I will always put him in that category. He was the third hyena in The Lion King because the other two were like super famous. Oh, yeah. Because it was like Whoopi Goldberg and... And, and Cheech Marin and... Yeah. Cheech Marin and Jim Cummings. Jim is the third one? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the third uh, one. Bonsai, right? All right. The, yeah. is, the crazy one? <laughs> yeah. That's um, funny. I didn't know that. So how's the voice acting gig been during coronavirus? Hmm. Uh, different. Um, no, it's, it's okay. It's just one of those things where it's, it's like the kind of work where you, you really got to like stay after it anyway. So it's like, I, like I said, I had, I had the, uh, the good fortune of having a pretty, pretty stable work through doing a lot of like audio description and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely as, uh, as Corona started really getting its claws in pretty deep um production kind of across the board as I, i'm sure even you guys like with the tournaments and stuff you know like commentary and everything just kind of like like somebody just like it's like you guys remember the old um what was that was it like dad's root beer commercial where the guy was like flipping the switch in the city and singing like love chain or was it love chain or whatever i forget but <laughs> anyway it's a thing i promise sure. i didn't make that up <laughs> But it felt like that uh, that big power switch, the big cliche right. power switch, that just kind of got flipped down. And but it's it it went down, and now it's kind of back on the rise again. Okay. So yeah, it's I think it really depends too on what you're doing because like a lot of commercial work and stuff like that. I think that's really still kind of carried forth. But a lot of the you know like um uh like video game production and uh like new new like streaming shows and things like that like especially like theatrical features and stuff a lot of a lot of that stuff really just kind of it, it it really dropped off for a bit but i i think it's starting to get a little better now um but it's been you know it's it's been okay there's the, the peaks and valleys i guess peaks and valleys dude <laughs> how do you how do you do it i mean when you're at home you're not going into some location right are you just doing it Correct. where you are yeah, actually, I'm using this, this guy right here. Well, you sound great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. You know. What uh, what uh, microphone do you use, Mike? What what's up? What mic do you use? What what microphone is that? Oh, it is a uh, it is a Cinco Cinco Mic D, I believe is what it's called. Sure. Which I which I just realized. Yeah, no, I was about to say like that's your name, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the the brand is Cinco. It's uh, it was actually uh, I kind of took a. I went out on a limb. My my friend actually had recommended it to me because it was it was a less expensive version of a uh, very very good quality um, shotgun mic, 
and I was really just trying to like upgrade my stuff. And he was like, "Man, this thing has got pretty good reviews and stuff on it." So, you know, I'm I'm thinking about getting it myself. And I so I, I went out on a limb, and it's yeah, it's been pretty good. It's booked me work. I've got like um, here I'll show you guys like. Dude, audio equipment like is expensive too, though, right? So I mean, like, less expensive mic is probably still like ridiculously pricey. Yeah, it, they can get you know they're like I, they can end up being like a couple hundred bucks for like a yeah. decent one because I, th I think like for the longest time I was I was I kind of started out using like a Blue Yeti, yeah, <clears throat> which is fine. I mean, you don't want to when you're when you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like I have like panels on the wall and stuff, and you just kind of like make do and just little <laughs> by little, kind of try and treat it as much as possible. But yeah, uh, it's uh, it's surprising like what you can kind of get out of it if you if you live in like a quiet neighborhood and if your mic is decent and you know <laughs> like a little bit of finesse goes a long way. You can save a lot of money and because because like you know nobody was really prepared for this. Nobody. Not everybody's got like a a, a porta booth pro at home or like a, a big personally built vocal booth in their house. That's not really like how voice acting is, you guys. Trust me. <laughs> and I, I got to imagine, like you've done voice work for video games and for shows and stuff like that, but the two have to be probably extremely different processes, right? Because like for a show, you can do it episode by episode, but for a game, you've got to like record everything for the game right yeah they so um so for like for street fighter it was uh luckily mine was i got mine all done pretty much in like one session it was like a couple of hours and i did it all in like one session but then there were um i did some dubbing for a show called welcome to the family on netflix uh i got to be like i'm kind of like the 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 villainous brother that kind of comes in at the end of season one and uh it, it was fun i got to channel a lot of uh a lot of anger in that one um <laughs> but no but that was that was a little different right where like i like you were saying james i i had a couple episodes that i had to do so i um i i did like a little bit one day and then they brought me back they'd booked me for like three days and then we finished like a little early so yeah but that was that you definitely like the games can be tough, too, because if you start doing a ton of effort noises and stuff and it's just one sitting, it really kind of depends on if you have, like, if you have, like, a, a director there, like a voice director. Because oh, right. if you don't, you can really risk getting worn out with, like, a hundred takes of being set on fire. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, well, I don't know if I'm going to make it for the next four days of this. So <laughs> yeah. it, it, it depends for sure, yeah. But it, they can they can definitely be kind of kind of different processes. So, and I, I gotta even imagine that if you did voices for like a fighting game character, probably even pretty different than just doing a regular video game because it's not just cutscenes. You have to do like right special moves and stuff, you know. And you yeah, you gotta yeah. make those special moves last. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Uh, the, I think. Well, it's funny. It's funny you mention that because. The, a couple of the things that I had booked uh, this year, um, title still unknown to me, but I uh, I got to do some like effort noises and stuff like that, and it's it really is. It's like you know light attack, like three or four efforts of a light attack, then a medium attack, Ooh. and then and then like five or six dash types. So you're just kind of like whoa, whoa, 
oh, and like doing all this stuff. And you're, you're like trying. And it's weird because you're listening to yourself with no context. And you're just like, I sound so stupid. Like, yeah. And you're trying not to sound stupid, but you're trying to like, you're trying to keep producing like a different sound each time. But it's really fun because for, for somebody like me where I get lost in that stuff and this is my hobby anyway, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to do it like how Soul did and like, you know, like Midnight Carnival, his his stand heavy slash. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to steal that shit. And like, <laughs> I remember that. I thought that sound was so cool. And you find you get inspired by the games that have already been out and like the awesome actors that have already been out. And it's so cool. And, and, and it's and it's so much fun. And you're tired and you're sweaty afterwards. And you're just like, job well done. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of those games, Mike, you don't just do voice acting like you've been playing fighting games for like 15 years right like yeah, competitively man. playing like competitively yeah like, i guess i started in like i'm like an uh, i guess i'm like an 06er is that a thing do people say that i know like oh that's old was, school like, buddy nah. if you're if you're pre 09er then you're old school. Yeah. There's varying Whoa, degrees I'm of old like, school. I'm old school? Oh, There's shit. varying degrees. Niners are veterans now, man. What? Yeah. I, yeah. Right? Yeah, take that. Yeah, yeah Niners are veterans at this point, yeah. It's crazy. But you're old school. I thought David still doesn't want to give us credit. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> 11 years, I guess. Oh, that's right. Tubo is an 09er, right? Yeah, they're not yeah. veterans then. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's right, dude. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you're welcome, FGC. Everybody but... The FGC's greatest class, 09, baby. Hey, you know what? Honestly, there's very little argument to that. 09 is such an important draft of fighting game players. Pretty big one. 09, save the FGC, baby. We literally saved it, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, Mike, tell us about you as a player. You got 10 seconds, go. Okay, 10 seconds as a player. Um, I love Urian. Uh, I've never won anything major. (laughs) <laughs> um, I never really competed outside of the Midwest, but I, uh, I, I had moments of greatness in the Midwest. I got fifth at the first season's meetings ever with Humbag in Third Strike. Nice. Yeah. Dang, all right. Midwest Dudley. Sick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you, live in, <laughs> you live in SoCal now. I mean, <laughs> you know, we would go to the locals and stuff. You're, you're definitely out there competing. Yeah. Well, now nobody is now, but you know what nobody I mean. is now. Yeah, right. but it, yeah, dude. And this is—he says this, and then he like he's like, yeah, I think I'm kind of getting back into this. And then he shows up against like third place at our local with Honda. <laughs> it's just like, God, you asshole, David. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, what is like You play with uh, like Slave a Slave all the time and everything, right? And yeah, I yeah, saw, yeah, yeah. Like Jeff, Jeff is uh, Jeff Slavin. He, he was playing at the uh, the 818 local all the time with David, yeah. I remember, right? So, yeah, that was Mike, yeah. Yeah, so, oh, okay, you're there as well then. Okay, okay. There yeah, you go. yeah, yeah, that's actually where, uh, that's, that's where I met Jeff originally and our buddy Mitch and then, you know, like, Ju- my, my buddy Julian out here, like, he, yeah. he's kind of moved out. He's another voice actor, Julian Smith. And, uh, yeah, and then I just kind of met everybody. Like, I'd, I'd, like, met David, like, out at tournaments when like you know like i'm hanging out with brock he's hanging out yeah, with brock yeah. and it's just like oh hey what's up man yeah hey good to see you how are you uh, and then <laughs> i'm out here and then we just started hanging out and playing games and it's like cool yep <laughs> yeah so you you have played street fighter and kof and all sorts of stuff right yeah yeah i got uh so i guess i guess the big things that i can think of off the top of my head like i said i've never won anything huge but i i, I got like uh 
my biggest things that I can remember, I got like the fifth, I tied for fifth at Season Beatings 1 and Third Strike. I got third place in Tatsunoko versus Capcom at this tournament called Power Up in Ohio. I went I to Power Up once. You went to Power Up? Yeah, uh, yeah they I had got... me commentate a Power Up once. Mike, yeah. Mike was all... the thickest tech of Man Blade. Fuck Keats. It was all about Mike the No way. No, 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 no. I'm not saying, bro, like, Keats put me on, like, how to play Look, man. correctly. All I did was, like, Mike the bonus best tech of Man Blade. I don't care about Keats top eight Evo. What does that even mean? He got top eighted in Evo. What does man? that even mean? You're the best. <laughs> no way. No way. Look, Mike, Mike can't say anything bad because just in case a dive kick two comes out, you know, he's oh, yeah, he wants to be nine voices in that. Man. <laughs> we need to get that second bottle of water for one dollar, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then I think uh, I got I got fifth at a Frosty Faustings in KOF thirteen. Um, and then, yeah, I got, like, a, there was, there were a couple tournaments that I went to with Humbag, actually, where, like, I think it was, like, Keats's tournament called Gamble up in, like, Green Bay one year. We drove up through, like, the dead of winter, and, like, the frost was, like, covering the insides of our car windows on the interstate, and, like, we went up there, and he got first, I got second, and I, I was pretty happy about that one. It wasn't huge, but I had, like, beat a couple of my demons. You know that feeling where you're just, like... I finally beat that guy in tournament. <laughs> yeah, like that was a that was a big one like that for me. So other than that, I think yeah, uh, I've just I haven't competed as much the past year or right. two, except for the local, you know. Yeah, but I've just been like coaching and like well, you know, coaching like on stream and for people that hit just hit me up and want to learn, I just help people out. I suppose coaching. Yeah, man, plug coaching. some stuff. What do you got? What do you yeah. got? Uh, well, I, uh, I'm FlexoFGC on Twitter and here on Twitch, and I've been doing better about streaming Mondays and Wednesday nights <laughs> at 5 PST. Um, but yeah, I guess if there's anything that I would promote about myself, it's that I have a very open door policy when it comes to playing fighting games. So if you want me to teach you something that I know, all you got to do is reach out. And if I need to, like, approve a message or something like that, I certainly will. And, yeah, we'll just, we'll learn and we'll figure stuff out as best yes. as I can with my, with my, with my scrubby <laughs> diamond urian. <laughs> Nothing wrong and with being a diamond player, man. <laughs> That's right, damn it. That's right. <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard, dude, what is it? 94, 94% of the players are under platinum, dude. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. It's easy to forget. Well, cool. Thanks, man. Is there anything else that you want to bring up? Uh, play Guilty Gear Accent Core plus R because it now has an extended rollback beta until yeah. until it comes out. It's basically it is out now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's basically out now. So yeah. Um, but that's it. No, no. Thank you know, like thank you guys so much for having me on. Blast! Good, good to good to talk to you again. Yeah, good to hear you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. All time. right, guys. Well, I'm gonna head out, but absolutely enjoy the rest of your stream. And again, thanks for so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks, Mike. There will be right. a time when we all can gather again and play some locals and such. Let me uh, <laughs> let me know if you want to play Street Fighter when the show is over. I don't know if you. Uh, I'm actually Fighter. going to be busy tonight. Wow. Yeah, you told us that. Tubbo. I mean, yeah, but he said maybe he would cancel. Well, I'm and in my brain, that means I'm absolutely going to cancel for you so we can play Street Fighter. Follow through. <laughs>
the way that he said that, though, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty important thing tonight. So let's let him. It's going to be really important, guys. I got to go do this thing. And... <laughs> All right, well, go be important. Yeah. No. All, right. All right, guys. I'll, I'll catch you later. Okay, All dude. Right, see you. Yeah. All righty. Cool. Yeah, uh, he and I and a few of our friends, including Jeff, uh, who you mentioned before, are doing a D&D, like, more or less weekly campaign. Oh, and um, Jeff's the one who's uh, DMing it, and nice. and yeah, Mike is in there, and so is Julian, another voice actor, uh, doing all sorts of silly voices the whole time. It's pretty funny. So I'm sure so you're trying to keep up with them with the silly voices, right? So I'm just trying to act out my character. Like I, I act out everything <laughs> that my character does. My character's name is Grabus. Yeah. Well, as I've told. G R A B A S S. Yeah. So he's a grappler. I've told, as I've told everybody, never invite me to this D and D campaign. I am, uh, I am not a D and D player. <laughs> I, on the other hand, have never played D and D in my life, and I'm offended every single time a friend says, "Oh, I got to go to my D and D thing because I'm never invited." Well, you don't live in. I'm hilarious. Zone, all right. Yeah, I, that's not. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've only played D and D for the first time, like maybe two years ago. And it's because one of my best friends wanted to start doing D&D. And so we started doing that, and it just turns out... I mean, you see how salty I get during fighting games? Like, you don't want to know how salty I get during D&D. So, I mean... Imagine taking D&D seriously. Dude, Yeah, it's you, just... You're just hanging out with your buddies. Like, dude, the game yeah. is definitely not the major point. I got so upset, like... I was basically uninvited from all the D and D sessions at at some point in time. So, <laughs> well, this is, is my not, first campaign I've ever played, and it's it's been fun. It's not for me. It's not for me because I'm too serious about it. Like it's just like, like it doesn't make sense to me that my character wouldn't know this if I lived in this world. Like this is based off of my own personal knowledge, which makes no sense because my character in this world would clearly know this. And yeah, so like. That's basically what it's like. So it's not good at all. Game Chen, fun at parties. More dude, to I am not yeah. fun at D&D parties at all. I'm not fun. Dude, I haven't enjoyed playing a game in a long time, I think. <laughs> Rough, man. I think I have enjoyed a video game in a long time. Man. I watch you play Tetris. And yeah, I agree. I don't think you've enjoyed playing a video game in a long time. Man. No, I have not. Definitely. I don't know oh, if it's man. the lockdown. I don't know if what it is. Uh, I know what it is. It's the fact that you never finish Outer Wilds and it's eating you from the inside. It is, actually. <laughs> it is. I'm mad that I still haven't finished it yet because I want to finish it because I want to know what's going on. I just haven't, <sighs> I haven't found the chance to do it yet. So, uh, man. Well, do you want to take a break now or would you like to just move on? Uh, I'm down with either. Uh, let's just take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll just talk about a few more things, uh, but a lot of big things uh, in, in terms of yeah. cool events coming up. So you can see on our topic board right here on the left. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm going to so. be doing a lot of talking. You used to hearing my voice, suckers. Sick. All right. We're going to end the show here now, guys. <laughs> anyway. Honestly, it's probably appropriate. To <laughs> no, no, be no. Honest. All right. We'll be back. We'll be back, guys. We'll be right back. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> I mean, it should be M-I-C. See you soon. <laughs> K-E-Y. Why? Because we love you.
Man, I was uh, I was actually worried about my cat too yesterday. Uh, he just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> like, normally Miles is talkative, at least a little bit, you know? Uh-huh. Like, certain times. Like, if I get out of the shower, he wants to have a conversation. Or right. if I'm making food, he'll meow to give me some or whatever, right? But right, right, yesterday, he just, <laughs> excuse me, he just wouldn't shut up. Just constantly talking. And, like, man, like, I've given you, f- I've watched you eat. I've watched you drink water like you're, you're normal there. I've watched you poop. I've watched you pee. You're normal there. And so eventually I was just like, there's literally nothing wrong with you. Like, you just want to be annoying. So Did you he's fine. Fig- I'm napping somewhere. You've never, fi- you never figured it out, huh? No, he's completely fine from what I get. Like, he's playful. He's eating. He's peeing and pooping normally. Right. Everything seems normal. He just also wanted to yell at me for an entire day. <laughs> it was just like, all right, man. I think it's because I don't talk much when I'm at home. I'm very quiet. My cats are actually super quiet. They only meow at me when they want food. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, Miles, he has his moments, but yeah, it was, (laughs) it was pretty. I was like, man, what's wrong? Are you okay, man? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine. I think this is what Miles is meowing about. I think he's trying to warn you about (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, dude. He's trying to warn other people. Alrighty. I don't think so. I think he's still pooping. That's fair. Oh no, I just saw something in a Discord I didn't really want to see. In Discord? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like one of my group chats. But. I hope it's not serious. Or is it just one of those images that's going to be burned? What? Why does Cat think I hate DD? Yeah, I guess Cat, Rick's wife, has it confused. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's okay, I corrected her. Uh... I'll throw, I'll throw it in the chat for you in our very private Ultra Chat chat. All right, if you guys are finally ready to start, let's get going. Are, are you are you ready? I just had to pet a kitty cat for a while. Oh, okay. I am ready. Welcome back to the Tuesday Show, everybody. My name is James Chen, and I am once again joined by Mr. Ultra David, Mr. Tuboware, 
What's next? Next, you know next baby. is Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Also, so, I can't believe you can start this, sentence, this section by saying, when's Marvel? That's what I was hoping that you would do, but you didn't do it. So, congratulations to everybody. <laughs> Take it away, Tubbleware. So, if you guys haven't heard yet, uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is going to be the next game featured on Twitch Rivals. It's a big game, or it's a big, big deal for two reasons. One, um, Marvel's old. Marvel's what nine years old now? I think. I think it just turned nine, actually. Yep. Um, so it's an older game. So that's that's a bit surprising. Twitch Rivals has generally been new, hot games like Fortnite and Rainbow Six and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, League of Legends, blah blah blah. But now they're they're doing. I think only their second fighting game. I think they did Tekken before, if I'm not mistaken, and now they're doing. Marvel three of all games. They might have done Mortal Kombat on its release. <clears throat> oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, I, like I said, I could be mistaken. Twitch Rivals happens anyway, often. Yeah. Um, but two, uh I, I I would assume that Capcom would have to agree to this, right? Like I, I would assume to be an official Twitch sponsored event, uh hosted by Maximilian and commentated by Yipes and Tasty Steve, by the way. Uh, I would imagine Capcom would have to approve that. I don't have any facts behind that. I don't really know. Are you claiming but I would that Twitch... Think... You don't think that Twitch would just violate the copyright of a copyright? No, no, no. They, they, they absolutely would if it was music involved and something they could blame on the fans later. But for an actual event that they put their name on, no way. No way. They're, they're not going to do that. But if they if they can blame the fans and the streamers later, sure. Of course they would. But that's, that's not the case here. This, this is on their... On their plate, so um, yeah, I, I they didn't really tell us in the email that we could announce we were in it, but everybody started doing it anyways. So the player list, there's 32 people listed here. I don't know the details of how it's ran or if it's a tournament. Rick tweeted that it's a tournament. I'm gonna assume it's a 32 person Bracket. double elimination yeah. event. That's what I'm gonna assume because we have two commentators and a host, and it looks like an invite for 32 people. Um, but anyways, the, the player list is stacked. We have Evo top eighters. We have top players. Um, there are three influencers, I would say. And then the rest of the, the, rest of the list is top players. Now, how, uh, so we the, have... How is the... Uh, I mean, what, is, it, is it mostly just North America right now? It's all North American players. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I mean, obviously, like, the Marvel netcode is trash. We're definitely not doing this in person. It's it's next Monday. Right. Uh, so if I'm a guessing man, I'm guessing that they set up Parsec for this. Uh, so I hope they have a lot of servers throughout the United States. And if Twitch is doing it and Max is doing it, and they've already announced that both Tong and Kevin Ha are involved, very obviously Parsec is involved, and they're going to yeah. set it up throughout the United States. Oh, that's so that's so cool. Um, so the players we have are Angelic, Evo Top 8, Clockwork, ninth place, what, twice, three times? Mm -hmm. Poor guy. Cloud805, Dual Kevin, Flocker, Evo Champ, Flux, Frankie G, Frank Lotion, Full Schedule, CEO Champion, uh, iHeartJustice, Coach Steve, Evo Top 8, Kevin Ha, Killer Kai, almost Top 8? I think he got ninth twice. Yep. Yeah. Killer, uh, Kyle P, Marlon Pie, Marvello, Milky, Mothman, Mundank, Nerd Josh, Not Enough Damage, Punisher, Rambam, Ray Ray, Ryan LV, Evo Champ, Ray Ray, Evo Third Place, Static Alpha, Streamburger, Super Noon, Top eight, uh, Tong, myself, Priest, top eight at Evo, and Wentinal. Okay. So wow. that is a Wentinal, very, wow. very stacked tournament. 
Wow. Yeah, and Wentz coming out of left wing. Man, yeah, it's the sands of time of parted. Yeah, yeah. Show Wentz in there. So. That's so, I mean, awesome. Like, besides you, who are the other two influencers? You think? I I would say Tong and Kevin Ha. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's anybody else on that list that I wouldn't see in my pool in a tournament. And go like, oh shit. They're in my pool. Like, yeah. But Tong has done well in tournaments in the past, right? I mean, so have I. What is that? It's, we're talking about 2011, man. This is 2020. Okay. okay. Fair enough. So yeah, you Tong actually are including yourself in the, in the influencers list. You actually... I, I know my place, man. I'm a commentator. A commentator <laughs> first. Right. Players second, influencer third. We'll put it that way. All right, all right, all right. So I, I, I know my place in this. I, I, I'm not confused. Like I don't think I'm going to be Ray Ray. <laughs> I've played him recently, and he bopped me. Like, I, I know how this goes. I mean, but, I mean, if, if I could go, like, one and two or two and two, I'd be okay with that. Like, that'd be that'd be fine with me, because that means he lost to a commentator, Scrub. Right. Did you say Marlon Pie was in there, or? Marlon Pie is in there, yeah. Nice. Oh, sick. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the, the player list is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be a prize pot. I think Twitch Rivals usually throws money at the players, too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I hope they announce that very soon and the amount because if it's a twitch event daddy bezos has got dollars he's ready to <laughs> throw them holes like that, i hope man that um, that man's never voluntarily given up a dollar in his that's life that's very know. true that's also <laughs> but, uh, very true Shit. Well, yeah, we might be doing that, this for funsies right no i i hope that there's money involved and yeah i think you're it makes total sense that if uh people who have been doing parsec are involved in the operation of this tournament or are playing i guess um, Dude, it, honestly, yeah, if you, they would have done this without right? Tom like, and Kevin, it wouldn't work. I, mean, I, I promise look, you. Honestly, you know, a lot of credit for this event even happening, you know, really does go to, you know, Jason Game Dev, who's in the chat right now, Dat Hazy. Absolutely. Dat Hazy, who was one, of the, was one of the first people who figured out how to make it work for Marvel. I mean, that kind of created this Marvel 3 resurgence. It's nuts. I mean, me and Olaf played Marvel 3 on stream recently. I didn't even know this event. We just did it because we just felt like it. <laughs> like, yeah, Marvel best. That's what you felt. Just, yeah. The game is, it's just, you know, it's just one of those games that when you play it, it just feels so good when you play it you know when you marvel 3 has the best game feel yes. which i learned is a real game dev term like mm -hmm. a few months ago Absolutely. game feel is a real thing and marvel 3 has the best game feel of any fighting game i've ever played yes. everything feels the way it should like your brain sees it and it happens and you're like that feel that's how that should feel when i do that every single attack yeah. it's incredible in, yeah, I can't disagree too much. Yeah, it's great. And, and and it's also the ultimate salt inducer as well. As yeah. I've explained at a run back a long time ago, basically when you play Marvel, it's like you're Hulk, right? In the Avengers movie, what's your secret? I'm always angry. As soon oh, as you angry, sit yeah. down, you're automatically angry already about playing Marvel because that's... Honestly, playing Marvel 3 for whatever year or two that I played it taught me not to be mad. Like that, but before that, I often got mad in fighting game. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, never. I was never like super pissed, but like, yeah, I would get mad. I would, I would say things like, "This is so stupid," or "I can't believe it works like that." Shouldn't work like that. After Marvel three, I just stopped. I just learned <laughs> that's just like not it's a true. productive way to. After Doom hit you with a cross up jump light twelve times, you're just I like, mean, okay. Yeah. When I just, sure. when I was absolutely guessing in just binary or even worse choices. Um, 
for however long I played that game. But at the same time, you could definitely still control all of that with mm. excellent neutral. Like I just, I it was the game that taught me to not be mad. So that <laughs> I that for me is one of the biggest legacies of that game personally. That's a funny. <laughs> yeah, but I mean honestly, like it is. I mean, we're at 2020 at this point, right? So yeah. the Ultra Chen Awards that we do this next coming year, we might even want to just talk about of the decade. Did we do the of the decade last year? Yep, we did. Oh, we already did, right? Oh, and I think both of us picked Marvel 3 as like our number one game of the decade. <laughs> it was definitely one of them. Yep. Because uh, I don't, it's just this this game, like you said, game feel, right? I'm I'm all about that shit. When I talk about game feel, when I when I talk about video games, a lot of the times it is about that game feel because it's that emotion, like what makes a game feel fun. And you know, I've talked about how you know the Tekken slow mo, you know Soul Calibur, some of those counter hits, and you slide across the floor, and you know when you land a lethal hit, or when you land a fatal blow, or not a fatal blow, uh, no lethal hit is in Mortal Kombat. When you land the le, no that's in Caliber. What's the what's it called in? That is a fatal crushing blow. blow. Crushing blow. When you land a crushing <laughs> blow, like against Wait, the throw, blows. and you uppercut the throw in Mortal Kombat, like. Game feel is so important, and uh, yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 has that all over the place, and I just, I'm so happy to see this game continuing this legacy, you know, uh, it's, it's just, it's so cool, it's so it's, cool. It's the best, even if you don't think it's the best game to play, it's the best spectator fighting game for sure. And yeah. people from all scenes, I feel like, agree about that. I've talked about this with people from 3D games and from... NRS and from Street Fighter and from wherever. So everybody thinks that it's the best. And uh, almost. Here's the interesting thing about it too, because it's such a fun game to watch. Yet the combos are probably the longest in any fighting game. <laughs> there well, is, but somehow the combos, one, they're all so unique between the characters. And we talk about this game feel thing. I'll tell you this right now. No fighting game out there has the greater rhythm of combos in that when you see launch foot 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 you know or boom flames of the eye of the flames of the you know like flames of the you know impact palm flames of the impact palm flames of the impact you get this rhythm and it just feels good like I'm not trying to dog on other games but a lot of times when i watch a game like Dragon Ball, for example, and the combos are really long. It just it doesn't have that same kind of rhythm, and every character has a different rhythm. You know, even when like you know Spencer's does zigzag zip, you know, you get this, and then they pull him down, and then power bionic arm. Like everything about that game, like the combos are all so rhythmic, and it's so like just naturally appealing i don't know like i'm just ranting about this now because yeah, i'm just letting you because yeah. i love when people love marvel 3 yeah. i mean if oh, you're david talking about mortal Kombat like this i'd be like all right next <laughs> subject, let's go you're all marvel yeah man yeah. all night it's 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 what makes those combos not terrible and the fact that these combos aren't simple either so there's always this idea like he might drop this he might drop this and that that's like like if when someone shoots a wide open jump shot, he could still miss it. And there's still that possibility, you know, even if you're Stephen Curry or something like that. And all of that stuff combined together just makes it such a fun game to watch. It's so beautiful. It's so when is this happening? Uh, next Monday. 
Monday. So well, I don't, like I said, we don't really know much yet, but okay. there's things that we can assume based on 20. who's in it and uh, all that stuff. Uh, I like, like I said, Max is going to host it. So I'm guessing he'll be watching matches and um, we'd see Steve and Yipes commentating it on his stream, I would assume. Uh, but we're all going to be streaming it. I think that's one of the requirements to be on Twitch Rivals. Mm. Everybody right, has right. to stream yes, it. Yeah. So you'll see all of our individual runs if you like. So there's going to be a lot of Marvel on stream that day. Um, and there's something else I want to point out. Uh, Parsec is definitely helping Marvel's yeah. revival, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Rick will probably not be happy that I said this on air. But before Combo Breaker got canceled... Back in January, when me and Rick were coming back to Minnesota from Frosty Faustings, because we had went together, uh, he was like, hey, man, do you want to know how many entrants Marvel 3 has in Combo Breaker right now? And I was like, sure. I was expecting January, so Combo Breaker obviously is in May. Didn't happen, but, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, like, oh, there's probably, like, 60, maybe 70 max. Like, that's that seems like a really good number for a nine-year-old game, right? At five months before a tournament happens. Rick was like, dude, you guys already had like 148. So wow. Marvel 3, the reason it's surviving through Parsec, my belief, isn't just because Parsec is a thing and we're stuck inside. Because there's a lot of fighting games you can play that way. It's because Marvel 3 has never died. Everybody's kept playing it. Different groups of people play it now. Like the top players definitely aren't the same. However, people just genuinely love that damn game so much that they'll play through parts like if they have to is, is kind of where I feel that actually came from. But yeah, yeah we're way, we're way beyond the, we pulled the more. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now I'm going to, I'm going to pull the uh, hook on you. As yeah. You yeah, yeah. But we're already over by like 10 minutes. No. Yeah. You, we need to move on. I agree. I'm with you guys. No, All I right, mean, no, I mean, honestly, like I wish we, I would be totally down to talk about this more. Because as salty as I got even playing against Olaf, like I said, I get salty on everything these days. But there's still something about this game that feels good. I got so mad during that session. Like, I threw my joystick on the table. And I was like, fuck this She-Hulk Dormammu shit or whatever like that. And then after we turned off the stream, I was like, let's do this again. Because <laughs> the game is just so fun, dude. The game is just so fun. <laughs> All right, we move on. Speaking of fun games, how about that Tekken? Am I right? Hey, I played it again yeah. recently. I picked it up again and uh, to test out the netcode, and I played against mm -hmm. some people in Michigan and stuff like that. The netcode was great. I, I It was f fantastic. I played someone in San Diego. I played someone in Michigan. I couldn't tell the difference between them, and uh, it was really nice. There was only one thing about the game that I really, really disliked, which which might make me not want to play it again. I definitely tweeted Harada at this about this. It was that, that I cannot equip the Dig Dug flag and a ghost monster floating above my head at the same time. And I'm really mad about that because I can have the goldfish, yeah, I can have yeah. the clownfish floating and the Dig Dug, but I can't put the ghost monster and the Dig Dug flag at the same time when they don't even occupy the same space. Like, this has to be fixed. Can you have a shower on at the same time? That's a good question. I'll have to check. I'll have to yeah, check. Yeah, you should investigate whether you can wear the shower or not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly. I do, I do want to point out real quick, though. Like, I, I understand that the Tekken rollback is, is, or not the rollback, but the netcode is better and all that. But uh, I was watching old Sage Am stream, uh, was it yesterday, I think, uh -huh. while I was working. I usually put on someone's stream while I'm working. And um, 
<laughs> his uh he mentioned the clip about rip so apparently this has been brought up on the stream before i'm not an everyday say jam fan watching you know the stream every day but his chat immediately lol 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 and then he's like all right fine i'll play the clip and the clip was literally just rip on ultra chat last week talking about how the netcode in tekken is now better equal to or better than like ki and skull girls it's Dave jam was just like come on buddy Come on, man. You know that's not true, basically. So the clip literally was just Rip saying wow. that dumb stuff. <laughs> wow. That's so, great. Yeah, I, I believe it's better, but I, I do yeah. not believe yeah, it, yeah. it's better than KI or Skullgirls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised when Rip said that because he has had experience with games that have really good Right, games. yeah. That's why I didn't want to correct him. But yeah, now, that, same, I, now yeah. that I thought about it, I really should have. Should have been like, <laughs> come on, man. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I look... Uh, Again, I'm. I played it again, and like, I was actually sad. I, I was really happy to see that the, the I haven't played Tekken Seven like in a year, honestly. Uh, maybe since uh, October the previous year. I was actually glad to see I still had a lot of the, uh, the the muscle memory and stuff like that down for the game and stuff. So, and I remember how much fun I had. I it was one of the games that I had chosen to stop playing just because, like, you know, very similar to the MK11 thing. I liked the game. Just don't have time, and it's the one that you requires the most, like, time to dedicate to the game. But even sure. after playing it, like, I kind of want to go back and play it again. I, I kind of missed it, to be honest with you. So what's the Tekken news? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Intercontinental <laughs> Fight Club was announced by 10-0. So, Sick. Again, what we're seeing here is, you know, because we're in this situation here with this pandemic, a lot of people are working to put on these kind of online events. And this is what the uh, what Tenno is producing. They they've been planning this for a while, and now that the netcode is clearly better than Ki and Skullgirls at this point <laughs> in time, they can do an intercontinental tournament and they're having three different streamers th stream the different areas as well so that's going to be an asia scene there's going to be a europe scene and there's going to be a u.s scene the europe one is going to be streamed on twitch.tv slash tenno media so it's, it's going to be on the main tenno channel the u.s one is going to be streamed on boom uh twitch.tv slash level up your game i guess you have to do that that's what they did in the announcement video and in All asia right. Uh, it's going to be streamed on Majin Obama's channel. So it's going to be twitch.tv slash Majin Obama. Uh, we don't That's have a lot of... That's not the channel I expected to hear. What's that? That's not the channel I expected to hear. Which one did Majin you... Obama is a bug snacks player now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Kill the program, Tenno. <clears throat> but uh, honestly, like... That's pretty cool. We don't have any other details about that, but it's, they said it's the Intercontinental Fight Club 2021. So I have this funny feeling it's going to be a, a pretty long event. I don't know how long. I don't know if it's going to be a year-long event, a months-long event, weeks-long event, week-long event. Who knows? We don't have a lot of details about it just yet, but clearly they are trying to do something pretty ambitious uh, You know, in terms of Intercontinental in intercontinentality. <laughs> is that a word? I'll accept it. Is that a word? <laughs> yeah, it is now. yeah, it is a word now. Yeah. Okay. okay. Every word's a made up word. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, so. yeah, I think that's super cool. Yeah, I mean, congrats to 10 0. Definitely. Yeah. And, to on that and I'm sure there they can do it. 
I yeah, whatever it ends up being is something I'm sure that will be cool. They've been doing Friday night streams. The Tubo's been on and stuff, uh, and uh, James as well, and <clears throat> that's cool. Like they're definitely trying to do more stuff on their own thing, in addition to basically being the streamer for like a ton of events that you don't know that it's them because it's on like Capcom Fighters or Tekken or whatever the channel is that, that it's on. But right. I- I'm happy that there's more stuff that they're doing themselves as well. I think that's super cool. Yeah, yeah it's cool. They got a lot of talent there, so they should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I wonder how much they knew about like. Maybe Tenno had some word that the... Because uh, obviously you don't just throw out this thing being like, oh, cool, the netcode is ready. And then you just throw... I wonder if they knew that the netcode was going to get this kind of major improvement. Well, they were doing the world tour anyways before it ended up getting canceled. That's true. Right. So maybe this is just the, the makeup for that. Or even just next year's event now, you know, with 2021. Yeah. So... Mm, but I think that's really cool, though. I, I think that's really neat. Yeah. I'm glad to hear about this. And again, you know, Tekken Seven, I think, is getting a nice little kick in the kick in the arm. You know, punch in the arm right now because you know, for a while, I was hearing a lot of negativity because of Leroy, because of Fakumran. But uh, it seems like you know a lot of that has been addressed. The net code is good again, and so a lot of the you know love that Tekken Seven has been received been receiving in the past decade i feel like is all kind of just surging back here and and i like to see i mean i honestly feel like tekken is the king of the fgc right now yeah i mean when i came in it was all street fighter marvel basically right uh but that's changed over time especially in like 2016 2017 a lot of people started playing different games and Mm -hmm. i think that tekken is the most recognizable fighting game in the fgc at the moment i mean there's a lot of big stories coming out, especially from like the Middle East and stuff, and mm-hmm. players that we had never heard of that finally got to break out and play. I, yeah, I, a lot of great things have been happening for Tekken in like the past three yeah. years. It's yeah. a good time to be a fashion player. It's it's really nice because yeah, there was that period when Tekken was definitely down compared to other games. There were always the hardcore in there, but it was not. Yeah, people didn't watch it as much. They didn't enter it as much. It was a, nope. quite a long period like that, but. I mean, I, when I started, and for many years after that, it was one of the main games of the FGC. And mm-hmm. it just had had this, like, high position, and then it fell off. So for me, Tekken being back as one of the main games just feels like it's yeah. how it should have been all along. Feels mm-hmm. right, again, which I'm yeah. really happy about. It feels like all is right. Because it was always Street Fighter and Tekken. Street Fighter and Tekken. There's yeah, Street seriously, yeah. versus Tekkenzaibatsu.com. It was, like, always <laughs> those two games. And then... During the Tekken Tag 2, Tekken 5, Tekken 6, like, it just kind of fell off a little bit. At least in the States it did, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, in the States. And and in the States, other games were never as big. KF was never as big. Like, this is all definitely regional. But certainly where we were, yeah, Tekken was one of the main ones and then wasn't. And I'm really happy that it is again. Yeah, and again, I will give so much credit to the Tekken development team for the visual improvements that they put in Tekken 7. The slow-mo, the, the, the zoom-ins on the counter hits, the, the trading going all black and white and stuff like that. All those little things are really, really cool. And only thing that's missing now from this game and from almost every game now is I want to see the consistent counter hit, the consistent punish monikers on the screen. You know, Tekken is old school enough that a lot of people don't want, especially counter hit. They want you to be able to to recognize it. But I mean, you already get the zoom in on some of the counter hits already. Uh, but I really want to see the punish thing that Ki, that Mortal Kombat does, and and stuff like that. I think that's really important in fighting games these days. 
Works for me. Yeah, it'd be All cool. Right. We'll see. Let's, uh, oh, we got 40 seconds. Anybody want to say anything else? Man, I feel like I did have something, but now it's gone, so it couldn't have been that important. It was probably just some stupid quip. Okay. Some little joke. Game is super fun. Game is still really fun to me. Like I said, I, I really enjoy it. And, uh, God, if only there was enough time to play every freaking fighting game out there right now, dude. I'm still terrible at Tekken. And it still makes me frustrated. And uh, <laughs> it's hard to learn. But I'm so glad I'm at a point where I understand it enough to play it now. Whereas before, I couldn't. I didn't even get what you're supposed to do. So. But do you know what you're supposed to do in Killer Instinct? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. I guess you threw it on the both last topics, James. Sorry about that. No, no. Actually, to be honest with you, I get what Killer Instinct you're supposed to do, but every character is like their own game. <laughs> yeah. Part of why it's a great game. Yep. For sure. Well, what's going on in Killer Instinct? Uh, uh, KI World Cup 2021 got announced by Brandon Alexander, the guy still running KI Cup, essentially. Yeah. Um. It looks like it's going to be all online for obvious reasons, uh, but that doesn't really matter too much because KI has great netcode. Yep. Um, Not as good as Tekken 7s, but still great. great <laughs> according to Rip. Alexa. According to Rip. Don't put my name on that stamp. There's no way. <laughs> play, I'm, not, I'm not agreeing to that. Play the clip. Yeah, play exactly. <laughs> play the clip. <laughs> Bring up the, the evidence. Exhibit A. Mm. No, um, so... Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be all online. Uh, there's going to be qualifiers, and there's a point system, and there's money. And I told Brandon to get in touch with Sermi from Matcherino. Oh, yeah. Because the, the money shown was good, but it could definitely be better. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rocket Arena gets like $400, $500 tournaments from Matcherino, mm -hmm. and 10 people play that game. So surely KI's <laughs> pot could be sweetened through Matcherino. So I, I hope he talks to them. But yeah, it, it looks really cool. Um, I, I can only assume that it's all going to run smoothly. It always has before with Brandon. And I really hope they hit me up for some commentary, but we'll see. <laughs> Nobody has yet, but uh, I don't think anybody knew this was really coming. I mean, Brandon had hinted at it before and was kind of like, yeah. I'll see what I can do. But then he just dropped the bomb on us. Uh, what, yesterday, the day before? It was on his birthday, so happy birthday, Brandon. Oh, sick. I didn't know that. Um, and we have the awesome. same name. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Alexander's a, a super nice dude, and he's yeah. done a great job running the World Cup in the past, and we didn't have one for the past, what, two years? And now yeah, it's right. back. So 2017 was the last one, I think? Yeah, I think so. Something like that, 2017, 2018, yeah. whatever, surprised, somewhere around. I'm surprised he hasn't uh, pushed for a sumo wrestler to be added to uh, <laughs> KI right now. <laughs> well, man, you, you shouldn't joke about that. You know that there was, like, a stupid rumor four or five whenever Fulgore got added to the game that Brandon paid um I don't think it was Iron Galaxy at the time even. I think it was whoever had Double Helix. Double, Double Helix. Helix. Yeah. He paid them money to make Fulgore top tier. And like that was a real conspiracy theory through the KI players for like a long time. Like, I'm not joking. I wasn't around back then. This is, these are the stories I've been told yeah. from the, the ones that came before me. But, yeah, that was like... So you can't joke about Brandon Alexander pushing for a character to be put in a game. If somebody's going to go, wait a minute, that guy paid Iron Galaxy to 
to do. You'd that. have to front a lot of money for them to put a new character in because that yeah. includes yeah. rehiring people to work on it, actually having it a game that somebody's working Dude, on. Dude, you'd have to front a lot right of now. money to make a character that's already in the game better. <laughs> like that takes work too, you know. <laughs> but people believe that. Whatever. That's anyway. pretty wild. All right. So, uh, do you have more details about this? Uh, they uh, announced... no, that's, that's... Oh, does James, you have that? No, I was just about to say, they haven't announced much more than that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. There's like four qualifying events that yeah. if you win, you get an automatic qualifying spot or something like that. Uh, actually, and then, I do uh, have a little bit more information here. Yeah, so there's four Combo Clash online events, $1,000 start prize pool for each of the four go. events. $20, $25 entry fee for each clash to help support KI events. That's going to be interesting because obviously, I guess that doesn't go to the prize money, so that makes it legal, David. I'm not sure. Uh, you'll have to Whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a ton of free KI World Cup. Quup? Coffee. Sure. You want a cup of coffee? Um, a, a ton of free KIWC qualifiers. And a 5K prize pool for the online finals. So there you go. Oh, so I mean, we're looking at 9K to start in total. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's not it's not bad. I don't know where Brandon got the money, but yeah. I'm not gonna question it. Thanks for throwing that at KI, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think this is really cool. Again, this is a game that has had a bit of a resurgence over the past year on account of everybody's been inside, and it has fantastic netcode. So I know that it's a game that I've been playing uh, this year. Because I thought to myself, well, I have time to play like maybe like two or three games at any one time to be actively learning and playing. And tournaments aren't like I'm not going to be traveling around. So there's no like commentary money for me to even worry about. Like I'm this is not like a concern whether I should learn a game <laughs> due to commentary gigs or not. Right. So like what game do I like that I haven't played in a while that I can play from home and has fantastic netcode? And for me, it was it was KI. So I'm really happy that there's been a resurgence. It's not just this. There's also an upcoming event this weekend that we'll talk about. They have been having more tournaments uh, in the scene. Been more people playing it again. It's it's great. What happened and with the, the amateur event you were supposed to be part of? That is this weekend. We'll talk about that oh, in okay, the cool. upcoming events. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean <laughs> No, that's, that's cool. Um, is there anything else to say about the KI World Cup? Uh, I don't have anything unless James has something. I say we give the people their four minutes back. Well, actually, I wanted to mention another thing that we didn't oh, well, put up here that I had forgotten ahead. to put up here. Okay. Well, I did just want to mention that I think this, this is really cool. I mean, looking at this, UMVC3, Tekken 7, KI, I mean, this is just fantastic. You know, like, obviously a lot of people have been asking us questions and talking about the pandemic and what it's been doing to our scene and everything like that. But the one thing about the fighting game community is that we adapt. We're very mobile. Like we 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 come up with solutions, and we figure out ways to do things. And so you know, it's just really happy for me to see that you know we have. It sucks because 2021 is probably going to be a lot of this again. But you know, Ooh. I'm glad that we're at a point where we're figuring out ways to make the fighting game community continue to thrive during this time. So. Sounds right. All right. Well, the thing that I wanted to mention other than this is that We Play, which is a very large esports organization for other games, has announced their first FGC tournament, and it's a Mortal Kombat tournament. Oh, really? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, and it's going to be December 10th through 13th. They're calling it the Dragon Temple. 
and it has a $60,000 prize pool. What? Yes. Okay. All right, Sonic Fox and Ninja Killer and <laughs> Rewind, go get yours. For sure, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they like I said, they haven't done FGC stuff before. They're getting into it by way of MK, which I think is a, is a great pick, especially for the scenes that they're doing stuff for. Um, and I don't have many more details <clears throat> than that, other than that it is December 10th through 13th and that it is $60,000. They put it up on their Twitter account that, you know, this is what they're going to be doing. So uh, cool. we'll see. But I think that that's, that's cool. It's, um, I am happy to have more people doing stuff in the scene. This is not, I'm not like worried that, you know, I'm worried sometimes when there's like a big outside group that comes in and they like do some, they're like, guess what? There's going to be a million dollars. And you're like, <laughs> all right, is this real? But uh, this is, I don't think it's like that. They're, they're more proven than that. So I'm happy to have that involved. And they have been reaching out to people. Um, I've actually been writing a column for them the last month and this month on anything FGC. And part of the reason that I agreed to do that is that they agreed to let me write whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And I can be as honest as I want. So if I think that they screw up this event next month, my column's definitely going to be about we play screwed this up. Um, <laughs> and I told them that. I was like, this is my, my condition. And they were like, it wasn't even a condition that I had to make. They were like, we want you to be as honest as possible. That was like a condition that they had. I can't wait for David's review of Samurai Showdown. <laughs> Just eight, paragraphs of 800 fart words noise. of fart noises. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. That would actually be... All right, I'm going to save that. <laughs> Just very descriptive of different farts over and over again. It's exactly. Just paragraph after paragraph of different categories of farts. That review would be the shit. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to blow you away. <laughs> anyway, yeah. All right, well, yeah, that's cool. December 10th to 13th, $60,000. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about that as there's more info that comes out. Cool. Uh, I guess we'll move on a little bit to the 5-5 matchup stuff. We did not get a pullout for everybody this time, so we actually culled through some of the old questions that we had, and we're going to do that for the viewer stuff. Uh, but cool. before we get into that, we just want to talk a little bit about uh, the Street Fighter League this past week. There's really not much of a debate here or anything like that. This is just something that I just kind of wanted to address because uh, it, it was one of the... If you guys remember... Uh, if, for those of you who watched the Street Fighter League last time, uh, Punk's team went down 0-2 against Team Nasser, which is Big Bird, Angry Bird, and Samurai. And so uh, Punk's teammates, uh, Nephew and uh, CJ Truth, it is CJ Truth, right? Yeah, they, they went yeah. down 0-2, and, and Punk had to reverse OCV. Now, you know, for a player like Punk to, you know, reverse OCV a team like that, probably nothing crazy. But it was very interesting that during the interview that Rob TV had afterwards that Punk started to get very, very emotional. You know, he started to, to cry up. He started to tear up. And Rob, you know, did a great job, you know, letting him, you know, take his time and everything and asked him why he was so emotional. And uh, Punk responded that, you know, he was, he kind of almost kind of considers himself like as a mentor to guys like CJ Truth and, and Nephew, you know, and he really wanted to do it for the team and everything like that. And, you know... And he said that they were some of his best friends. Yeah, they were well, some isn't, of his Isn't best Nephew friends. his roommate? Like, don't they live Yeah, no, he yeah, lives yeah, with Nephew. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, honestly, like, I just wanted to bring it up because I just, I thought it was 
really neat to see, to be honest with you. I thought it was uh, it was a great side to see. I mean, we've obviously seen him get emotional before when he lost the Tokido at Evo. You know, that was one of the things that made me realize how much it meant to him. Uh, also, that uh, South by Southwest tournament that we did, you remember that, David? Where yeah. he went, like, he did super well in the in the first section, and then he went 0-2 in the tournament section, and, like, his head was down. Like, he was distraught. And, you know, and I, this is the kind of side of Punk that I, 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 I kind of wish, you know, we would get to see a little more often because I think it's so important. And, you know, to see, we all know how cocky he can be and how confident he can be, but to see this side of him and how much... You know, there is about this family, about this, you know, drive to win and stuff like that. I think it's really cool to see. And, you know, I just wanted to bring it up because, you know, uh, we don't, I feel like these are things that people don't talk about a lot. And I just think that it was a really, really cool, very genuine moment on Street Fighter League. So he typically is out there with like swagger and braggadocio and he comes off as being very sure of himself at least when it comes to things like fighting games street fighter but yeah there's definitely this side of him as well that i think is great and is definitely an insight as to why he's such a strong player he hates to lose obviously <laughs> and he's he's doing it for more than just the idea of like trying to beat everybody right there's there's more than that that's in there for him which is really nice to see too that it can be about other people even rather than just himself um, so, yeah, I thought that that was really great. I would say, in my personal opinion, that the actual star of that segment was Rob TV on his interviewing duties. Yeah. He he did a fantastic job at kind of drawing that out of Punk mm -hmm. and of not just not just letting Punk be there and get teary, but, like, getting him to not just cry or whatever, but, like, to explain and and uh illuminate like why he is so emotional at this and that kind of thing is not super easy on interviews mm -hmm. but i felt that rob really nailed it so congrats to rob for that segment i mean he's been doing a great job the whole time but i felt like that was a real standout moment to me the way that he handled that it could have been a kind of weird awkward moment it but... could have been yeah for sure but rob made it a genuine and a really really heartfelt kind of thing so yeah, absolutely absolutely it, i think that's what happens when you get a competitor to play host you know yeah well, rob, I don't rob know that still competes and plays hard like he's been that's there. true he's and he, he understands that mindset which is important but most players would not have been able to interview in that way still oh I mean, yeah yeah no i'm there's, not there's certainly like a moves. crossover there of I am a top player. I also can do this side of it that I think doesn't show up very often. So shout sure, out to Rob sure, again. Sure, sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, as a person who was kind of known for crying at Evo and stuff like that, but, you know, when I see the people get emotional like that, that's what makes me, you know, like, it makes me appreciate the, the moments even more. You know, back to K.I. when C.D. Jr. won that and he got emotional on stage and started crying. Like, that was such a... A wonderful moment you know in my opinion yeah. you know things like that i just i think really are what shows you how competitive all these people are yeah there's a lot of people out there who like to say it's just video games it's it's not just video well, games. well i don't why even bring that up come on 
Yeah, okay, fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout outs to Punk on that. Shout outs to Rob TV. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else there? Uh, nope. No. We move on. All right. See. So, as I mentioned, we didn't get a pull out this time because uh, David's usually one that handles that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he had the uh, kitty emergency earlier today, so uh, he didn't manage to get the pull out. And so, what we did decide to do was just go back to the last couple of weeks, pull out two questions that we thought were really good, and just answer them over here right now. Uh, so, the first one we chose was from last week, which was uh, someone asked if unowned DLC characters should be playable for people on, like, in training mode. Like, should all unpurchased DLC characters be available so that you can mess with them in training mode? And, uh, you know, this is uh, definitely a very interesting question because obviously a lot of these people are competing and, you know, they, they it's it's helpful to learn how to fighting, fight, uh, to learn how to fight against these characters and such like that. I don't know. Like, what what do you guys think? I'll let you guys start on this one. Uh, I think that all fighting games moving forward should be a free to play model, and in that free to play model, yeah, you should be able to try out anyone in training mode. Um, at the very least, you should be able to set them as the dummy. Maybe not player one, but player two, and then if you really want to control player two and, and try it out that way. But at least they need to have it in a way that you can learn how to punish that character. Mm-hmm. Learn how to fight against that character. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to use that character in story mode or arcade mode or online or offline versus whatever the case may be, then yeah, you should have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But I do think that at the very least, the very, very least, you should be able to set your opponent to that character in training mode and learn how to punish them at, at, at the very bottom of the barrel minimums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that sounds right to me too. I I do think that that's pretty reasonable. I think that there may be a fear on the side of developers, or even if this is even technically feasible for them. I mean, I don't know how the games are set up, right? Can you make one selectable in one mode, not another? I don't know how it works. Right. But if it does work that way, then... Maybe there's some fear that allowing people to use the character in training mode means that you would get fewer sales because people oh, I, I'm, are. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's I don't a think so. I, I know. I don't think it's like that. I think that in in general, when you get a model that's like that, where you have the ability to like use something in a limited capacity, just enough to like understand what's going on and to explore whether you like it. No, I think that that would result in more sales. You could try it out in training mode, see if you like the character, if you find it interesting or not. And if you do, you got to buy it to play, yeah, local or to play online or, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> but no, I definitely I definitely think that that would result in more. I think that's like how the internet works, kind of. Like you get to, like sales of music are not down, even though you can get access to infinite free music because you get, <laughs> instead what you do is you see who you like, what artists you like, and then you like, then you go buy it or on iTunes or Spotify or and and that's that's how the internet has basically been. Yeah, I, I was just about to say and make that same example. I I'm one of those people who still tries to buy as much music as possible, right? Uh, and you know, but if I'm not certain, a lot of times I will find ways to listen to it for free. And yeah. after I do that, and if I like them enough, I will probably end up buying them. There's certain artists out there that I've that I've become huge fans of just through that. You know, and, you know, 
most likely if I get a song for free and I don't like the artist enough to, to pay it, I wouldn't have bought it anyway to, to test it out. You know, right, they right, didn't exactly. lose any sales. No one's lost any sales from me in terms of music. You know, it's, it's I think it is right. What VTN Wesley says in the chat, you'd lose a few and gain a few. Mm -hmm. I think that may be right that you would lose some, some people would not, some people are out there buying a character mm -hmm. just to practice against it. I, I honestly think... I don't think it's that many, but I'm sure that does that would exist. I, I think that a lot of devs would be worried that they would lose their... Maybe not overall DLC sales, but I think they, they would fear losing the people that buy season packs. Because yeah. if you can try that on training mode, maybe you only like four out of six characters in the pack. So now you buy them individually and they lose a little bit of money or whatever the case may be and... I, I think that might be some of the some of the problems. Some well, of I the think four out of six is probably as much as the, as the season. I mean, probably you know, yeah, it's just what, but whatever. But I know what you mean, like two two of them or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think that maybe they're worried about losing some some I mean, season pack sales. The thing possibly. about it is, like, someone brought up the the thing from Knuckledoo who said, you know, I've never even purchased Alex, right? Like. Yeah, he's he's never bought them. Even when they're what, like it, you're not gonna lose sales necessarily because the people who aren't gonna buy them are just not gonna buy it. You know? I mean, yeah, that's. It. I mean, well, that's like the argument against you know piracy in general too, mm -hmm. though, right? Like the people that pirate stuff weren't gonna buy it anyway. So right. the the people that crave the things aren't losing money as mm -hmm. they just weren't gonna get it regardless. But yeah, no, I I, I do. I, I think you should be able to at least train against the characters. I don't know if she'll be able to play them as first player in any mode. I don't you definitely shouldn't be able to use them for free online or whatever unless yeah, it's like that makes sense. you know yeah. they're the rotation character. But yeah, I think you should definitely be able to train against that stuff because if you're putting out a $60 game and you want to keep supporting that game as a developer for 4 years and keep putting out season packs like you're gonna separate the player base eventually if people don't have those characters and a lot of people just want to pay their 60 bucks and play the game occasionally and not worry about staying super up to date on every season pack every character drop so i, I think it's more fair to your fan base to do that however as a you know like a game dev and production company and all that shit like i get why you wouldn't like why you'd be hesitant i understand sure yeah i understand being cautious about that I just think that it would work out a certain way, but I don't know. Maybe they've done the math. Maybe they've done that. Maybe they've gone to that idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think right now if Ki lets you practice against anyone, and I feel like it does, but I don't know because I've owned the game forever. I, I honestly <laughs> don't remember. I don't remember. But, I mean, so, I, I don't kinda, know. I kind of want a middle ground of this. We've seen it before. You've seen the hacks before, right? Where they put you know, Chun-Li on Abigail's skeleton on the thing, and she just, like, turns into the most grotesque monster ever, right? Yeah. Like, I just, I would be totally down, because this would serve two purposes. To have a model that's just, like, a mannequin, kind of like Mokojin. Yeah, I'll right? say you're asking for a Mokojin. Yeah. Right, so I'm asking for a Mokojin in training mode that can emulate any character, because then, at the same time, I feel like the amount of loading for a new character would be reduced. And so from the if you want to test something against one character and then immediately test against another character, go to the menu, pick it, and 
you, it'll just freeze there for a few seconds. The character will change, and then all of a sudden you can play against. I that think character. that's really cool, but it sounds like even more work than maybe just letting you pick the character to train against. Yeah, but I, I it's just I it would just be so nice in training mode, man. I, 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 yeah, I think it'd be really cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't I don't see four C devs going hmm. We'll let them try out anyone on this Mokujin like character, right, and we're gonna program yeah. it all ourselves. Like I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> it's a good idea though. Like if I made a fighting game, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a good middle ground for there because then you could test the characters out, but like they don't have any voices, you know, they don't have any like crazy, you know, extra things in there, and so that way. It's not appealing to use them, so you're not going to sit there and play in training mode with someone else. So you don't, the devs won't feel like they're losing money, you know. Because if you really want to play Abigail and have his intros and but otherwise there's no noise, you know, and right. so it doesn't make it appealing. But it allows you to train against them. Like you said, it probably would take a little more work, but still. Hmm. All right. Anyway, I'd like to see this. So my understanding is that For Honor lets you do this, and. That's cool. It seems like a good idea. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's done that to the degree that we're talking about anyway. Yeah. And it would be cool. I think it would be cool to see. Okay. Uh, anything else to say on this one? No. All right. The other question that we decided to pick, uh, which I really kind of liked, actually, and you know, glad we get to go back to this, is uh, two weeks ago, one of the questions that was asked was... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> hey, it's a kitty cat. Uh, is there a single best way to play a character? And is there a single best way to play a character matchup? So in other words, is there an optimal way to play a character? Like, if you want to talk about the best blah player of all time, should everybody try to emulate that player exactly? Or can a player be just a character be just as effective in two different styles? Not counting, uh, you know, like Mortal Kombat var customizations and, and, and isms and variations and right, stuff. Right, yeah, like yeah. That. So are we talking about uh, in games played today or in for fighting games forever? I think it's like, just time. a general question. Because yeah. if you ask me, is there an optimal way to play like Dalsim or Akuma or whatever in Street Fighter Five, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you the difference between any. Maybe like I shouldn't say that. Broski is pretty original. Outside of Broski, like all the other Dalsims look the same to me. All the other Akumas look the same to me. I feel like they that's me, one of the characters. They asked me that in Street Fighter Four. <laughs> I can definitely tell you the difference between each Akuma and what their tendencies are, and each Dalsim. And so. Yeah, I think if you're playing Street Fighter V, just play like Tokido, I guess. I, I think that this is just a... When, when you get to that level of granularity, almost every game allows for player self-expression. And like in SF5, I can really tell the difference between different Dalsims. And even even at this point, I, can, I know if it's a certain Kami or, or Karen player a lot of the time. Like characters who I think that are harder to have personal expression in. So I, you just got to know the game a lot, and I feel like then you can do it. So I think that's not the question. The question is like, it's broader than that. It is, as a general rule, is there a beta west, uh, best way to play a character without talking like, about like an individual game? I, I mean, game. I would think so, yeah. I don't think that's true. I think I that's think, not right. I think, yeah, I think that is true. I, I think, think if you, I think if you play optimally, 
if you are like if you are like Jesus, if you are God, if you are Allah, and you pick up the stick and you play the game, like why would Ken ever lose? You could just light punch DP everything, right? Like I, I feel like at a the highest level of technicality, like sure, of course, there is a best way to play the, play a character, but I don't for I human don't beings, right. I don't I I don't know. It's it's. I mean, we don't need to take in the consideration like how listen man i'm talking spear i'm talking about aliens come from the sky (laughs) and they say first to ten in marvel who are you picking to play that's what i'm talking about david that's you know i think i think at at all levels of play for humans yeah i think that it's not true that there's a single best way to play a character i think in every case the player themselves is an extremely important part of the calculation as to how to play optimally different people have i would say different optimal ways to play the same character in the same game because each person has a different way of making decisions and a different set of things that they like to do or don't like to do so i I don't think that's true i think that the same way the same thing is true with the character matchup but i think more even more broadly than that the question doesn't ask about player matchups and player matchups are extremely important in fighting games so when you're playing against somebody else it's not just a character matchup it's a player matchup always and there are there there is not an optimal way to do that right there may be an optimal way to beat each individual player like that is to say one player may lose to the same kinds of things regardless of the game or the character that they're using and that's you know so there there may be an optimal way to do that but I think that this question doesn't take into account the fact that the opponent character is being used by a person, and so, as a result, you have to take into account the player as much as the character and find the optimal way to get through there, rather than just thinking that you're playing against the character itself. Right, yeah, for sure. I think think it also just depends on the character, right? Like, if you look at a game like Super Turbo, Ryu, oh my gosh, like... Is there one best way to play Ryu? I I, just, I can't in my heart believe that. No, I agree with you, yeah. I've seen so many different Ryus, right? Now, if you're a claw player in Super Turbo, yeah, I mean, everybody's just derping around off the wall. Crouching <laughs> <laughs> strong or stand medium kick until you get a knockdown or slide, and then you get a knockdown, and now you're going off the wall. Right, exactly. It's clearly... <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. So, so I feel there are some characters and some matchups where this is going to be constrained a little bit. Even in those cases, you watch claw players, and honestly, like there are differences. Yeah. yeah. But, but, uh, but sure, there are some characters that I think are are more conducive to having differences among players yeah, yeah. than others. I think that's true. But I still think that even in the characters that are less conducive to it, that you'll still find that there are differences between yeah. people, and that that needs to be taken into account when you think about what's optimal. For the for the most part, I would probably be more on the side that for sure that there's there's no one optimal way to play a character because, like David said, an, uh, it just it, it changes so much based off of the person that you're fighting. If we do take all that away and it's just like deity versus deity, you know, and they both played the same character, would they play the same ca- the same character in the exact same way because they're both deities? then probably yes, but that means that they would play the character in all the different ways that people could play the character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
then if, if as a human you would have the offensive Ryu and the defensive Ryu, if you had the deities, then they would be so good at switching between the offensive and the defensive Ryus based on who they're playing against. So the optimal, so they would be playing the same way as each as each other because they would both be playing all the different possible styles. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean know. that's basically that's basically what I was saying. If we're if we're talking unrealistic, you know, not humans playing, then then yeah, there's very obviously yeah. like well, that's what I mean because the reason why there's an obvious way that they would play optimally is because they would play in whatever way the character needs to be played which is many different styles. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. In terms of, like, like humans? Nah, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't think... It's very much the, the person-versus-person matchup, like, like you and David had said. I don't, th I don't think we're in too much disagreement here on this fight. Like, we're not disagreeing, guys. Fight me How on something. How dare you? How dare Tell you? Tell me Marvel is bad. Or it's like, How dare give me you? something to fight about. How dare you? Grapplers are <laughs> the fundamental of footsies. Bro, don't don't do that again. Don't do that again. Grapplers are the biggest fraud characters on the face it's, of the earth. It's so crazy. Man. I never like. Where did this? Like, I know people used to hate take throws a long time ago, but I'm really. It's funny to me that there's this new wave of grappler hating. Like, I didn't realize that it's there was... definitely new. Like, they're right at the beginning of fighting games, people didn't like grabs. Then for like 20 years. This wasn't a topic of conversation, really, in the FPC. <laughs> and then, like, it has come back. I don't really know why. It's yeah. way less the grappler archetype and way more the type of person you got to be to play a grappler. What? You have to have a certain mindset to play a grappler and be successful. You mean you have to be able to read opponents and know where to stand and have excellent... No, you have to be willing to drive your forehead into a concrete wall until it breaks. And then when it breaks, you steal the whole bank. You got it all. It's yours. All Is my right. forehead so the, what, the, the thing that broke you, have... or was the wall the thing that broke? The wall. The wall obviously breaks. Okay, Don't break okay, your forehead. Okay, you're not gonna okay. be. You're not gonna be winning. That. That's what happens when you lose. Your your forehead couldn't stand <laughs> up to the concrete, and you get your brains bashed in, and you lost. But generally speaking, like you know, you're gonna see right through that wall eventually, and they're taking all the cash. Well, that sounds like a genius strategy. <laughs> All right, game and FGC news. Go next topic. Here we go. Uh, Alrighty, what do you got? Uh, first of all, uh, Guilty Gear Action Core XX Action Core Plus R has had that netcode beta that's been rolled out, and people have been playing it. And you see all these memes and stuff of people going, "Man, once this beta ends, I have to go back to other games. Oh, I can't. Yeah. How am I ever gonna do this again? Well, guess what? Arxis decided. To extend the beta indefinitely until the game comes cool. out. So basically, basically it's released. Just, I mean, they just said, "Here, have it. Go play it. Have fun." Like we love. I, I'm sure they love the attention that it's getting and the buzz that yeah. it's getting. And the more people tweet about it, the more people get to play. They get to play the game and. I just I see that this is such a great move on their part. I think it's wonderful. I think it's really showing how Arxis is staying so connected to the community and just to the pulse of what everybody is saying. And I'd really be interested to see uh, Plus R's sales records on Steam mm -hmm. over time. Yeah, because I can almost guarantee you, like I in my heart believe that whatever that game had sold up until. Rollback got released for it. 
it probably like doubled or tripled mm-hmm. after that because I think like the Steam chart said there have been like a hundred people online at most of that game at one time up until this, and then all of a sudden there's like sixteen hundred, two thousand people right. playing. So like there, there's like that, that that game that game had to have like the sales had to go through the roof. Yeah. I mean, also, bought- yeah, it has been on sale for like three bucks. So yeah. a lot of people are like, why not? You know? But yeah, I bought it for three bucks. For, it's been on sale for three bucks in the past. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I bought but it when now. it doesn't have rollback, you're not right. going to buy it. Uh-huh. Exactly. I bought it specifically to support it. I'm not like planning to play plus R. All right, to be frank, like I'm not planning to do that. But I wanted to support it. It's a really good idea to support if you have a spare three bucks. I I really like it because it's not just that it's great netcode and hats off to all the players who, who love it who can play, but I also really want to demonstrate to developers that this is something that we'll pay money for. Yeah, it's important. And even on even above that, that is to say, that we'll pay money for a rollback, I also really want to support the idea of them supporting a community project that it was yes. by turning it into something official. So yes. I want to support that model as well. I think that's super cool. I think the rollback's super cool. $3, absolutely, I'll support that. So yeah, I, I bet Brock's right. There probably are... I don't know if it's double or triple, but whatever the number is, it's a lot more than they have been selling. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the other greatest thing about everybody playing the game right now is they realize how cancerous Testament is, and now everyone's like, actually, I don't want this character back anymore. <laughs> Man. Good Testament. old Testament. Testament was On such a problem. No, I mean, seriously, though, it's it's cool to see everybody playing this and seeing how everybody is really getting into the game right now and i mean honestly yeah. if the one thing we've learned during this pandemic is that fighting games don't die yep. it's like you if they're good games they're good games and they'll keep being played and it's wonderful it's it's wonderful to see and again like this this is just more ammunition for all the japanese devs out there to be like okay this is important we need to do this. We need. To I, I mean, I mean, realistically, Capcom kind of led the way, but dropped the ball with Tree Fighter Five. But then it picked it back up with MVCI. MVCI is pretty good netcode. It's not yeah, the greatest, sure. but it it's good for like standard rollback. And then Arxis, you know, they they announced with um with Tribe. Well, you know, we'll have rollback, and they actually went back and changed it because the first beta we got was delay based, and they were straight up like, look. Rollback's not ready yet, but it'll be ready for the next beta or whatever, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Capcom and Arxis were already kind of pushing it. I hope that this moves on to, like, Namco and, right. and etc. so we I get nothing but rollback. Alexa, play the clip. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I do think Street Fighter V kind of set us backwards a little because it was like, this is rollback netcode, and everyone played it and was like, this is garbage. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I, feel like, I feel like Street Fighter V set us backwards a little bit in uh, the early days, especially in Japan, because they're like, the rest of the netcode is far better than this. What is happening here? But as people have now been able to experience real rollback netcode, you know, where you see the Japanese player playing, we were talking about it last week, how David, you were mentioning that, like, maybe they didn't have great netcode this whole time, and now the Japanese players are like, whoa, this is amazing, you know? Right. Uh, so, yeah, and MVCI sales performance didn't do well either, so they're like... Well, also, Capcom didn't really, like, 
try to advertise it that no. MVCI had rollback. They 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 kept it hidden. They didn't talk about how great the netcode was or yep. that they fixed it from Street Fighter Five or anything like that. Yep. And I remember before the game came out, you know, Marvel players were all trying to get it early. And quite a few of us got it like a week or so early. And we were testing out the netcode and we were, our minds were blown because it was so yep. good. It was so strong. No, so Nico wasn't that good. They were all just shills, remember? Come yeah, on. yeah. Oh man. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why Marvel Marvel Infinite failed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't the netcode. Is what I'm saying. You right. Know? All right. Oh. What happened with Cami? Uh, new costume out for Cami. They're continuing the this weird tradition now, where they they are importing. Fexel costumes from the Street Fighter EX series and Fighting EX Layer into Street Fighter Five. Hmm. So Cammy has now doing become Blair. Blair Dame. Who's Blair? Has a has a Cammy has a Blair Dame costume. And, who, who's, who's Blair? Blair? Blair is one of the characters from Fighting EX Layer. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Uh, she's the one that has. Well, that's the second one, right? Uh. She's, I don't know how else to describe her. She's not particularly remarkable as a character from the EX series. She was very, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why I don't recall. Yeah, yep. She's, so that's cool that Cami is her. Do they look similar or? I, I look, look. What's uh, the reason? I don't know. And I'm actually okay. really mad that they did not just make Cami into Pullum Purna. Because Pullum Purna literally has a drill kick on the ground mm. and a dive drill kick. Like, why didn't they make Cammy pull them Perna? That just doesn't make sense to me at all. So uh, I think it would have made more sense if they made her in the Pullum costume, but I guess Blair, maybe she's Western, so they wanted to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what their logic is. I really, really wish that they had chosen Pullum. They just really Cammy. wanted to put Blair on Cammy. That was, that was their logic. Yeah. I think we so. want to see what Cammy would look like cosplaying this other character. That's yeah, why they did it. So this probably, is what? This is three or four characters now? Three now, I think. Because it's Kyrie, I know it's Mania. Oh, is Blair from UK? Is that what it is? Maybe that's just what it oh. is. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's just the thing. Is they'll probably save Pullum for Manat just because they're both ethnic you know, <laughs> and uh, that'll probably make it work or something like that. But like I said, it just would have, just like I said, I would like if they were going to put Felicia in the game, it should have been Nikali. I, I swear to God, that should have been Nikali. Uh, <laughs> should have had that. That would have been cool. That been about it. Yeah. That would have been cool. Anyway, so which Fexel character is going to be announced as the fifth character that's coming to Street Fighter V's next season? It's got to be Skullomania, dude. <laughs> it's got to be somebody from Fighting Gag Slayer, right, at this mm -hmm. point? I honestly, I think the fact that they have three costumes now makes me feel like it's not a Fexel character. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I think maybe they just had a deal to do some crossover costumes. I think doing one costume to get people hype would be like, oh, okay, yeah, like that's the teaser. Doing mm. three of them makes me feel like they were just gonna do some costumes, and it maybe maybe fact we'll get some Street Fighter crossover costumes, and, and that's that. It kind of that kind of it kind of ruins the Skullomania thought for me now. Oh, really? It actually makes it <laughs> yeah. less likely for it you. It makes it in my and like in like the way marketing works in my brain. Yeah, I think that makes it way less likely. Mm. I don't think they just feed it to you like that. 
It's I don't think they go, here's, here's Fexel, now take a Fexel character on top of it and like it. <laughs> it's like, too I don't think they're obvious, gonna do that. in other words. It's too yeah, it's, totally it's, in it's your too, face. It's too on the nose, man. It's I, I don't think it's a Fexel character anymore now. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Okay, I yeah. like that. I like that train of thought. I mean, I think I was thinking that it was just guaranteed and everyone who hates Skullomania is praying for a Skullo costume, although that didn't stop Gil at all. But still, right. like... I, I, I really honestly thought that this was... But now that you've mentioned it, yeah, I can kind of see that, though. It might be a little too in your face. Too much, to, man. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. What do you think, David? You guaranteed us last time that it was not Skullomania, I think. Yeah, you should you should be you should be loving my theory last time. You said you knew things. Yeah. What? I don't remember like, this conversation I, at all. Last time you were like, I guarantee you it won't be Skullomania. I think he was trying to Pretty. troll us, and he just doesn't remember at this point. I have point. no memory of this. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, you definitely said I've seen things or something like no, that. No, oh. made, he made it sound like he had seen things, but he was like, "Look, I can guarantee you guys that there will be no skull mania." And so the two of us are like, "Do you know something?" And he was like, "I yeah. just guarantee you there." Will be <laughs> no memory of this conversation at all. Yeah, all right. I, well, hey man, it's in the archives. YouTube.com forward slash I trust you. I trust you. When somebody tells me that I said something, I just believe them because <laughs> I think other people have better memories of what I say and do than I do. Dude, oh, I, David, do you remember when you said you were going to buy experience. me that PS5? I'll, uh, I'll DM you my address after the show just to remind you. But <laughs> there, you was, totally that. there was that one time on our show. Where, I'm serious, though. I really do. No, I really do act that way. There was this one time on the show. I remember that I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. And you remember, David, when we were at the one event and we went bungee jumping like that was really cool and whatever. And like, I could see the look on David's face like, did I do that? And just completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely possible. I'm, so, I'm totally serious. Absolutely possible. Jeez, man. Oh, man. Getting old must suck. Yeah. Oh, that's been my life since I was a kid, dude. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> Nothing new about that one. Yeah. That, that's why I'm so just accepting of it, because I've had like 30 years to practice of just yep. being like, I don't remember, but you say you do, and you probably remember better than I do, so okay. Oh, man. I, yeah. I don't think it would That's also probably part of why like getting blackout drunk was actually not that big of a deal to me because to find out later that i did something and i didn't remember was totally within my yeah, life it was normal. not new another day in your life <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like the same thing it's normal exactly uh, ah college so anything else oh yeah well, we missed ricky ortiz and the weirdest commercial i've seen in a while yeah this was actually really neat so ricky ortiz got uh interviewed and had an article written about her in Sports Illustrated uh, El Fuego. So I don't know if it's like a particular Latin branch of Sports Illustrated or whatever, but they had the article and they were interviewing her about her participation in this uh, campaign by Absolute Vodka promoting diversity. And it's this really crazy commercial. There's like a whole bunch of different people in there. Some of them are animated, some of them are computer generated, some of them are live, and they do all this thing, and then they all eventually gather in one place by this lake. And they're sitting there like having a party, including like Tessa Thompson is there. I mean, you know, the girl who played Valkyrie in, in the Marvel movies and everything. I think she's the one who hands Ricky Ortiz a drink in the commercial. Like, it's... It's crazy, but I mean, I think it's really cool to see the kind of impact that Ricky, you know, has has helped have really 
on the gaming world on, and the world at large. I think that's little. I think it's really, really cool. I definitely agree with that. I agree with the, with you guys that the commercial was like. Kind of trippy, maybe. It was weird. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that, but that was my takeaway. But it is super, super cool that Ricky has that kind of impact. Yeah, I'm really happy for her. I think that's really great. And her article was good. I read through that. Uh, not she didn't write it, but like a story about her mm-hmm. was really cool. So yeah, I mean, all around, I think that was really great. Yeah, I mean, the Commercial actual vodka weird. thing. I don't know. Some people are saying it might have been a while ago. I know this article was definitely recent because it was. Yeah, the article just came out. Yeah. Yeah. The Ricky Ricky was tweeting about this, but again, you know, I've always said that I think Ricky is one of the most important people in the fighting game community in esports at all. She still right now has the record. Right next to Tubbleware. What's that? Right next to Tubbleware. It's like it's like Tubbleware, Ricky Ortiz. Like she's real close to me. Are you saying that you guys sat next to each other one time? No, no. I'm saying I'm I'm more important in esports than anyone like ever yes yeah, so yeah continue, anyways, continue I'm, like, <laughs> I'm really happy for ricky because i mean honestly you know and she also has the record right now for player longest on any esports team mm. huh. ever like at all so as long as she's still on eg she will hold that record so <laughs> oh man yeah but, I think I think we sold we no sold T- Tubbo really well just now. <laughs> we did an excellent job of that. Anyway, shout out Cirque. That's super cool. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up again. Uh, Ricky helping pave the way for stuff. Uh, then we've got results and upcoming events coming up. Uh, obviously, we just finished CPT uh, CPT online uh, Australia. In which we had uh, rumors win, and mm-hmm. he did it with Cody. So he did one Ooh. of the more unexpected characters to make it in there. But congratulations, the rumors for qualifying with Cody. We did an interview with him. I commentated along with Vicious. We did an interview with him afterward, which was very cool. We brought him yeah. on a Zoom call, and he explained that he thinks Cody's just outside of top tier. Mm-hmm, he thinks mm-hmm. that Cody is really good. His neutral game's really good. His t- his V trigger's really good. Like he was, yeah, he really thinks highly of the character, which is really <laughs> cool. And I just want to say that I thought it was one of the best top eights that I've seen in a while. There were so many close games. There were probably four or five games that went down to the last like one or two seconds, or or just straight up timeout. But the ones that didn't timeout were like the very last second the life lead changed. <laughs> Like, it was, like, somebody won or lost at, like, the very last second. And some of those were final round, final game. Like, it was really super, super close and tense in a lot of these matches. A lot of them And it was really fun. I really recommend checking it out if you're a Street Fighter fan and haven't watched it yet. Yeah, a lot of them were also, like, reverse OCV kind of things. Like, someone went up 2-0, and then the other person was just like, "Uh uh-uh, and, like, fought all the way back and at least brought it to the last game, and... Yeah. yeah, super, super close. I really enjoyed it. Uh, eight different characters. You know, it was, it was really worth watching. And just to get an idea of the Australian scene, they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of fun players, cool personalities. It was, it was where really, did, I really uh, Where did my boy Somniac end up placing? Yeah, he was second place. Oh, it was second? Okay. He okay. was second place. He, I mean, blew, I, could, I would have preferred my boy. He came from loser side. And he I, yeah, blew, I, did, I did see he qualified from losers. Yeah. He blew up rumors in set one of yep. Grand Finals. 
destruction 3-0, like six straight rounds. Wow, okay. Ate him alive. And then the first game of Grand Finals Reset was just as dominant. Like, he just ate rumors up. And then rumors, I don't even know. I haven't watched it back again. I really want to. Because rumors all of a sudden was, like, completely changed. Like, he went from being walled out by Bison to being the wall. And mm -hmm. just it felt like Bison couldn't do anything all of a sudden. It was, like, just the... Complete <laughs> flip, complete one. Yeah, you, you turn the the hat backwards, like over the top. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I can't yeah, it was, you it made was the really over good. the top reference. I've done that before. People didn't know what the hell I was talking about. So. Look, man, if you don't know what over the top is, you need to <laughs> give up your citizenship. That's like that's like a movie you should be required to watch to be an American. <laughs> oh man, well yeah, it was really well, cool. It was good. So uh, I don't have any other results uh, listed here. I know there was a lot of things that happened. Like I know there was some updates on the, the, the Rage tournament in Japan for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. There was more stuff going on with the Dragon Ball Nationals. I know there was the 25v25 in Guilty Gear Accent Core Plus R, which they had Team Elven Shadow versus Team Mahoka, I think it was. Uh, and... Uh, uh, that I heard was super hype. I haven't had a chance to get to watch that yet. So there's a lot of other stuff there, but since I didn't see, I don't think any of us saw any of these. Like, I don't think there was much that we could comment on them, so I don't have them listed here. Yeah, there was a really, really good customs 2v2 tournament on Slayer's channel in Mortal Kombat 11. He's been doing really good stuff mm -hmm. lately. Every weekend he has, like, fun team tournaments, or this time at customs, but it was before the customs I had actually come out, so it was like Everything was cool because we didn't know that there were going to be <laughs> things that were like not in tournament yet, and it was great. I mean, I I really like what he's doing out there. He's getting a lot of views. You know, a couple couple thousand people are there hanging right. out and That's watching, right. and yeah, it's awesome. I'm really happy for him and the people who were involved in that. I think are great. High five, everybody! It was cool. Good job. By the way, how do they prevent you from putting two things at the, on at the same time that they don't want you to combine? Is it you just pick it and the other one just graze out and that's it? Uh, there's a ratio system. So some you get three okay. slots and some are worth two slots. Right. That's what I was but wondering. There's, but there's also now just some things that can't go together. Oh, really? Okay. It's like a oh, second really? I arbitrary. thought it was just a ratio system. No, there, that still is in there. You're right, but... Now there's just a thing where it's like you can't pick this and that simultaneously. But that, to be fair, that also existed beforehand. But there are things now that you can't pair up specifically in tournament or combat league modes, competitive modes. You can okay. still have those together if you're playing a non-competitive mode, but in competitive mode you can't. So what it does when you so try to pick those two is it just has like a just a, like a little X out, like the no smoking symbol. Okay, just you can't okay. do it. So, so these these custom variations, they're really not that custom. No, that's there's almost nothing that satisfies like that. Like it's it really is almost everything goes, but uh, some characters have this extra thing. It's uh, that's kind of just like for me, man. I was hoping it'll completely break the game open. I do think that this is supposed to like they did this because they were just thinking like, well, this is the best version of this character, like for sure. So. Everybody's just going to play this character with these things together. And if we do that, then why do we bother having custom variations? Sure. I don't know. This is my guess. I haven't talked with anybody about it. Makes sense. Okay. All right. Um, but for upcoming events, uh, CPT Online North America 2 is going to be this weekend. And uh, that one will be commentated by yours truly here, as well as him truly 
Yeah. Woo! Woo! Bad commentary, not watching. Boo. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's why we haven't commented. Is this together. the one where Punk has to come from losers? Yep. I it was is. Nice. All right. I actually will watch this regardless of your <laughs> commentary. So I, was you, watch it. I was gonna watch it on anyways. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That'll that'll be fun to see if Punk is like fired up now, especially with the Street Fighter League victory. I mean, granted, they probably film all that in like one or two days. <laughs> but regardless, maybe that's fresh on his mind now. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting because he still has a bevy of characters, including Seth now. So, and that's who he was using a lot in all the Wednesday night fights and stuff. So, I'm curious to see if he's gonna be mostly going with Seth uh, in that tournament. Uh, but that's going to be taking place this weekend. Uh, you mentioned, David, that the KI Beginner 3v3 is happening this weekend as well. Is that Saturday or Sunday? That is Saturday. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Devil May Care 4 and uh, several other people are working on this. I don't. I mean, I, there's a bunch of people, so I don't want to name one. But uh, a lot of them are doing it. Uh, it's, a, it's a super cool thing. I've mentioned before, but just to reiterate... It is a 3v3 tournament, and each team of three is being mentored by one of the top players in KI. Mm -hmm. So I'm my team is being mentored by Valorax. And so Valorax and the other teammates and I have met up a few times on Discord to just play some games. We played last night, for example. And he's, like, trying to show us matchup stuff we didn't know or, like, watching us <laughs> play and then be like, oh, you could do that. You could add this mix-up in here. Or... Maybe think about doing this instead, hmm. in neutral, or whatever. Like, just trying to give advice to try to improve our gameplay. And then when it comes to the actual tournament on Saturday, it's just going to be the players who are, like, kind of learning. Right. Um, some of us are newer to KI than others. And some of them are, like... Like, one team has, like, Chris G on it. So, like, he's, like, a mega top player, you know? <laughs> Even KI is, like, not necessarily his game. Like, he's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, um... I don't know. Good luck to everybody else, including my team. But yeah, it is, it is going to be really cool. I, I love the idea of that. And, you know, what's great, too, is that this is this helps us stay in the game, right? It, like, is a way to, like, draw us in the people who are playing. And then many of the people who have been doing it have been streaming as well. Um, I had been streaming myself, like, playing again until the election happened, and then I didn't stream for two weeks. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. I have been doing it. And so, yeah, it's just a way to sort of keep KI in the in the air. And it's not going to conflict. It's not going to conflict with the CPT stuff. What was that? <laughs> it's not going to conflict with the CPT stuff. Da David, question. <laughs> wow, wow! You're gonna have to bail on your three v three team, David. <laughs> That's, That's fucked up, man. Super good question, James. <laughs> David's going to be playing KI on that monitor and commentating Street Fighter on that monitor. Okay. Uh, you're going to hear button presses. I hope you got the NVIDIA filter shit so you're good to go on that. I'm glad I asked the question because I was kind of confused about that at first. So. <laughs> David's face while he's trying to figure it out in his brain <laughs> if he can do both. Oh, uh, what? So... I think that it starts at 11 my time, and I think commentary starts at 5. Right. Oh, dude, you are screwed. You're going to have to bail on your team. That's wild. <laughs> Dang, that, that would really suck. But well, I'm glad I asked the question. Anyways. I'm glad you asked the question as well. 
Uh-huh. Me, on the other hand, I'm. I kind of wish I would have had to hear the story about David being in a pickle. <laughs> I kind of wish it didn't. Dude, it would have been one of those. TV he's like, shows. oh, what do I do? It would have been one of those TV shows where we're like, thanks, CPT. We'll have some more matches right after this, and then David's like, runs yeah. over and like starts playing his match. You know? Oh my god. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I don't know how this is gonna shake out, everybody. Okay. Uh, well, it's gonna be great. Uh, someone messaged me on. Twitter and uh, sent me some information. I thought this was really cool, so I wanted to, uh, you know, talk about it here, promote it a little bit. But you know, David and I have talked many times in the past about um, how there's not much of a scene in Africa. Like we don't actually get. Well, to see... I think it's more that we don't know the scene in Africa. Right, we don't know the scene in Africa, right? And uh, as it turns out here. Uh, there is this, why is my computer being weird? What the hell? All right, there we go. That'll work. Uh, there is a event coming up here called the Moroccan League, Morocco Fighting League here, the MFL. So, uh, he, uh, the president of Mesa, the Moroccan Esports Association, uh, which is a nonprofit organization working on developing esports in Morocco, is organizing their very first fighting games league in Africa and in the MENA area. Uh, I'm guessing that means like the North uh, Northern Africa area here. Uh, it's, it's Middle East and North Africa. Middle East, North Africa. Okay. Uh, it is a Street Fighter V league that will have the same format as the SFL, and it will be comprised of the very best Moroccan players. And they're also inviting Mr. Crimson out there from France uh, to as a special guest. So he will be involved with this. The league will start this Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time or 11 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And uh, so uh, it will run for nine weeks. So here you go. Africa starting to set up uh, a league over here, which I think is super neat. And uh, I think that this is, uh, this is cool because we've talked about this. And so here you go. Here's another flyer that they sent me over here every Thursday at 8 p.m. their time, which is uh, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So this group, uh, Mesa, as, uh, is running this. So, again, shout-outs to them. Twitch.tv yeah, slash Mesa underscore Morocco. You're right. That's pretty cool. Sleevy, yes, Mesa that underscore gives me, Morocco. That gives me something to watch while I work. That's, like, really good timing for them and the U.S. That works out really well, actually. That's, That's a great cool. idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, very exciting because, you know, great players all around the world sometimes don't have this opportunity and online that's the one thing online has afforded a lot of us is this ability to see some of the craziest talent around the world yeah. and, and to see how strong players are so i think that's really cool definitely dude okay yeah it's okay. all right that's all, all I right have for news okay so sounds great let's, yeah we're good yeah. we did it well i'm gonna have a busy weekend yeah <laughs> Oh man, that's that's like that's peak David. Yeah, absolutely peak David. Yeah, that's. I feel like I've been better at planning things out, but yeah, you're right. COVID ruined a lot of things. A lot of bad habits have come back to the pandemics. The, 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 the 
craziest thing about it is the reason why I'm not trying to give David shit about this at all is because this happens all the time. It's so weird because time is just not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Time is not I'm a thing. I, just, I, I mean, I knew what time they both started. I just told you, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I, knew, I yeah. had that you information. Just, in, in your brain, you're just like, same day? Nah. Yeah, I just didn't even think about it. Yeah, uh, I have actually Ryan Vile. Uh, I have been watch. Oh, I wasn't even just watching the classic Tetris stuff. Uh, I've been commentating it. So we commentated yeah. it from the top sixty-four to the top eight. So we're at the top eight now, and they're doing the same thing that poker's done. There's going to be a December eight, basically. So they got to the top oh. eight, and they're giving them a month to practice up, and then in Ooh. December. Uh, that's when they're going to be playing out. There's other Tetris stuff going on in the meantime, but the main classic Tetris World Championship, which I did do some commentary for, uh, I did it on the second stream. So uh, uh, obviously the first stream was where they were showing like Joseph and everybody. So everybody's watching there, but I was on the second stream uh, most of the time. So uh, Are you yeah. commentating any of the top eight stuff? Uh, yes, and then when Top 8 comes out, so Chris Tang was on the first stream, I was on the second stream, and then once the Top 8 comes, it's just going to be me and Chris, the entire cool. Top okay. 8. So. Oh, so you guys are doing solo commentary. Uh, solo with the streamer that was streaming the event. I see, okay. So yeah, they okay. were streaming and we were they were just kind of there to help make sure that we didn't have to talk 100% of the time. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. And, uh, yeah, and so, uh, um... But then Chris and I will be doing the commentary together. The team will be back together. Cool. Yeah, you guys make time. a good team. Yeah, yeah. So That's we've cool. been doing the top eight for the last few years now. So it should be a mm -hmm. lot of fun. And uh, uh, really enjoying it. Tetris is its such an interesting situation right now that they're going through with, with, with this whole hyper-tapping thing. And weirdly enough, a lot of people think that in the long run, the ending is going to be the best players are going to be the ones who are good at both because hyper-tapping is... Mm. I, and it's, it's it's interesting when you play hyper tapping like one of the rules is that you have to be able to see the controller on the camera at the time that you're playing because they want to make sure you're playing on a regulation controller and stuff oh. and so a lot of hyper tappers have had to learn how to hold the controllers in a weird way there's one guy who literally holds it against his chest like this and play <laughs> people are like taping it to a wooden board so they can come around this side and hyper tap like this and he's literally typing left for like tapping left for right or right for left or something crazy like that and weird so the thing about it is like i think joseph's even talked about this before the the, the, <clears throat> the carpal tunnel factor of all this mm. and so in the end, it might actually be, hey, I'm going to play Daz until, shit, I need to move this piece, hypertap, and then go back to Daz and, you know, stuff like that. It might actually be a hybrid that actually ends up being the most preferred technique. It'll be interesting to see how time continues to go. Yeah, the hitbox would be the best way to do it. The hitbox is not a legal controller. The only controller are legal controllers that can plug into the, the that originally existed for the Nintendo. So I think you could do the NES Advantage if you wanted to, as long as you didn't turn on Turbo. But Turbo wouldn't help you because it doesn't matter how fast you can hit the A and B, it's how fast you can hit left and right. And well, the NES Advantage is not the greatest joystick ever, so even trying to mash left and right... Okay, so, so controllers made in the year 2020 that are for the NES, mm -hmm. can you use those? Yep. So if you made a hitbox that directly plugs into 
an NES, why couldn't you use that? Uh, because it's not one of the original controllers. It has to be an original controller that well, plugged well, in. Right, but what I'm saying, though, is, like, Nintendo's not making NES controllers still, are they? No, they're not. No, no. Well, then eventually you run out of controllers. You can't... <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe, end. They need to figure in, that problem out, years. man. Yeah, and in, for the CTWC... 2082 this may be a problem that's probably Look, man, i don't know where you could buy a brand new nes controller nowadays it's not a remake yeah and yes what they I'm are playing. playing on crts uh however one thing though is that you know because tetris effect has recreated the mode and uh i know people are playing it outside there uh, you know running out of nintendos and stuff is a big problem they have talked about this this is a actual yeah, that, conversation yeah that's a real issue CTWC. but like now that they've recreated on on tetris effect if it ever gets approved as maybe the alternate way and we start moving to that be interesting to see what happens because that's gonna bust the door wide open for controllers and things are gonna get really crazy that way and i think that's something that the scene is probably going to be talking about in the next couple Man, of you years. Tetris players, you're like the MLB of esports. You just want to stick in your old ways. You're never going to change the rules. <laughs> Screw it and replay. Like, it's, man, that's wild. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Like, I thought you guys could use whatever controller you want because uh, it's great. Not yet. There's no way these NES controllers can last forever. Yeah. Like, they're going to go away. Or the consoles, like, right. like you said. Because the thing about it is, you could also develop a controller that has two lefts and two rights because then you don't even need to hyper tap you can do the back and forth fingers and that would probably be faster too if you yep. can make sure you don't press one down while the other is already held down there's so many different things that you could do for this that's why there are these restrictions to make sure that you know people can't kind of wow. cheat in this situation so It'll Metro's be really interesting to see how it goes over time. It's it's a it's a very interesting question. It's the same stuff that I think is 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 hitting Tekken right now. I really feel like it's a lot of the same conversations that Tekken's having right now. That hey, on this controller, I can do <clears throat> Hey Hachi's stupid, you know, forward, neutral, down, forward, plus these buttons at like hundred percent of the time. But on every other controller, it's a hard move to do. Sounds like that's a better tool and it's time to move on. Right. And that's the thing, right? Tekken has so much legacy. Are they willing to do that? And that's the kind of the conversation right there. Imagine trying to cut things open with a sharp stone when you have steel right in front of you. <laughs> and yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, I think Tekken is so legacy that it's not as easy to say, move on, let's do something different. Because it's just kind of the way the game has been designed and the way the scene has been used to it. They're going to have to ease them away into it or just have Namco, Bandai Namco, just be like, here's a different way to do Electric Wind Godfist that's also hard, but hard in a different way that's not affected by the control kind of thing. So, Well, that sounds like a topic for next week. <laughs> that could be cool. Yeah. All right. Also, some stones are sharper and harder than steel. So, Listen, man. Anyway, <laughs> hubbo wear. God. If that is your real name. It's not, actually. It's not, it's not my government name. Tobaware saying that steel is harder than diamonds. I said a rock, dude. Not You said a, a stone. That's actually, yeah, damn. That's probably true. I did <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, the longer you're... How, did I, show, how am I doing more... this? And I, and I didn't know that these two things are happening on the same day. I, I just... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> the human brain sure is Even in my own brain, I'm not sure how to square 
these two things that have just occurred. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, that's right. Show the clip. Show the clip. Show the clip. Load <laughs> up the clip, guys. Oh, man. All right. Well, time to skedaddle. Yeah. Go go hug your cat, Ajax, David. I will. Make yeah, sure. Yeah, tell him you love him. Yeah. Hug we'll... your kitty cats as well. I've seen you both do it on stream, but, you know, yeah. give him another hug. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, okay, cool. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thanks, guys, for watching another week of Ultra Gen TV. We will see you next week for some more Tuesday show. Time to bird them. Bird them. I don't think you guys can hear the bird once again. But... Nope. The bird is happening. Bird. And I know my cats are going to get excited when they hear it now because they're right. used to it now. So. It's cat time. Yeah.